Help Jews in Poverty at HelpJewsNow.org. Your $25 gift today will help provide a life-saving food box to Jews in need. Be a blessing right now. Visit HelpJewsNow.org. That's HelpJewsNow.org. Help Jews in Poverty at HelpJewsNow.org. Your $25 gift today will help provide a life-saving food box to Jews in need. Be a blessing right now. Visit HelpJewsNow.org. That's HelpJewsNow.org. But I think the development of full artificial intelligence will spell the end of the human race. It's a flying object, and we don't know what it is. I would hope somebody is checking it out. I'm glad the Pentagon is looking at this, because if it poses a threat, I want them on top. Well, the craft generates its own gravitational field. The internet has become the command center for criminals and terrorists. That's that's what we're instructed to say. Roswell, Area 51, alien kept deep under the ground. Welcome to Troubled Minds Radio. I'm your host, Michael Strange. And welcome to the show where we talk about all the things we're not allowed to talk about. That's right. You know what they are? Of course, we do it Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday at 7 p.m. Pacific. And those things are aliens, conspiracy, the paranormal, the government, academia, the 24-hour news cycle, propaganda, and the general feeling that we live in the Upside Down. And we are streaming, as I say we're live, this show is live, we're streaming on Rockfin, DLive, YouTube, and Periscope. We are broadcasting live on the Fringe FM. And, and, 
taking your phone calls. If you want to be part of the show at any point tonight, give us a, a ring at 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. Phone number is up on the stream. You can always find the phone number and the Discord link at troubledminds.org. That's the official website. And uh, please join the Discord. Lots of great conversation goes on after hours and 24 hours a day. There's people all over the world that listen to this show. And so time zones are just... Uh, well, uh, kind of, uh, you don't need them, do you? When you have the internet, you don't need time, zone, time zones because people can get together and talk about things whenever the hell they want to, which is really what this show is about. The whole premise of this show is about getting together and talking about things whenever the hell we want to and uh, deciding what we want to talk about. Nobody tells us what to think. Nobody tells us what to say. And uh, we get to come together and uh, celebrate that freedom, that fr- that right, that uh God-given, inalienable right that we still have. It still exists today. And uh, so there we go. That's what's up. That's what this show's about. That's uh, where we're at. That's the, that's the state of the union. It is Thursday, so we won't have more trouble minds for the rest of the week. Uh, but we have a special show tonight. We have a good friend, Austin, here. Austin, is uh, he's been a friend of the show for quite some time, and he usually jumps into the chat uh, right after. We have a, what we like, we're starting to call an after, Troubled Minds after party. And after the shows, we all get together and hang out and talk about all kinds of stuff. Sometimes it's, it's an extension of the show topics. Sometimes it's you name it. Like I said, nobody tells us what to think. Nobody tells us what to say. And I am firm on that. That's just the way it goes. And uh, as long as we respect each other, we can have a respectful conversation. It's fantastic. Uh, Austin, let's uh, get Austin in here. Are you there, my friend? Testing one, two. Nice. Welcome. Welcome to the show. This is Austin from Michigan. And like I said, he's been uh, he's been doing a hell of a job spreading the word about this show and about just being a good person to everybody. Just uh, just kind of doing the rest of those things. And I appreciate that quite a lot, my man. Uh, Anything you want to say about yourself? You want to introduce yourself to maybe folks who haven't uh, heard you before? Right on, right on. You are in the right place because that's what we're talking about tonight. So, so thank you, Austin, for being here. I appreciate it. Like I said, uh, you you are more in tune with this green language stuff than you know, and it's a funny thing, right? So we'll we'll get going on what uh, that's the topic tonight. By the way, there's said to be an ancient language. All right, back to the days of yore, before actually. Uh, the world as we know it was formed. It was actually uh, the the very first language. It's known as the language of the angels, uh, the language of the birds, the green language. And uh, I've said this before as we kind of talked about it in one of those uh, Troubled Minds after party type things on the Discord, is it's it's less a science and it's more of an art. Because it's not necessarily about, you know, surely you can say that language in and of itself is based on um, based on you know Latin roots and things like this, language always has a precursor to it. All right, so th- it is about that somewhat, but it's also about other languages, other other things like nonverbal cues. It's about it's about the way actual birds communicate with each other. It's it, it's all encompassing. It's basically if you could strip out words and have just sounds like consonants, like hard consonants and things like this, and body language, do you think you'd be able to communicate if you stripped out all meaning from words? And that's kind of what this is about. And so not only that, once you start thinking about it and kind of like boiling it down and cooking it up into whatever this perfect original language may have been, it's all speculation at this point, of course. But once you start doing that and thinking about it, you'll start to notice some connections. 
with the real world, with the way we speak today, the way we communicate with each other, whether it's, you know, the, the, the way we look at each other, things like this. Like I say, nonverbal cues are also part of this because that's how birds communicate today. So I'm way ahead of myself here. And you guys may be thinking, what the hell is he talking about? That's okay. That's okay. Because we're about to start and, uh, and tell you exactly where all this originated. Uh, am, I, am I seriously? No, no, no. Come on. Stop trolling me. Oh, caller is muted. Caller is muted. Is that true? Hold on. Hold on. Yeah. All right. Sorry about that. You're, you're muted. You were uh, muted on the stream. That's my bad. I didn't click over to the... There's like 10 buttons I got to press every time we take a break. So, okay. So, let's, uh, let's start over. Caller, thank you. Caller is muted, and uh, I, was, uh, I was like, hold on. What's going on here? All right. So, go ahead and reintroduce yourself because the stream didn't hear you. I'm sorry, Austin. That was my fault oh. entirely. <laughs> Uh, no, that's good. Um, it's probably better that way anyway. Um, so I've never been on air before I call in. That's the closest thing I get to being on air in anything. Actually, this show is the first show I called into as well. Um, and uh, I'm pretty new to the radio environment, but I've been obsessed with the green language for a while, but I never knew exactly what it was. I, when I first heard the term, I was like asking so many questions about what it really is. And, uh, I guess I've always had a heart for it, put together some notes today. And, uh, a lot of it's going to be just rolling it all together though, because I, I remember quite a bit of it. Right on. Okay, sweet, sweet. So sorry about that. I, I Like I said, I, there's a lot of buttons for me to press to make sure everything runs perfectly. Like I said, radio is not my superpower. Okay, so anyway, uh, let's, let's begin the tale. So like I said, I, a little bit of a convoluted way to start, but that's okay, because let's, let's begin here. Now, this, the story actually starts, it's, a, it's in, now, now when I say biblical origin, all right, I'm going to say biblical in origin, it's not necessarily like you think, okay, because of course, Biblical origin can mean many things, all right, because uh, like I said, basically not just the green language itself, but the Bible is also based on stories previously, previous to the Bible itself. And so, you know, and of course it goes back thousands of years, all the thing, all right, but, but there's a, there's a particular story in the Bible that's actually talking about this thing called the Tower of Babel, all right? And so I'm going to put this up on the stream. You guys have all my links already. They're already uh, right there on YouTube. They're already, uh, they're already, it's already there. I, I don't, I, I'll, I'll drop it in just in case, but why, why the heck not? But here we go. All right. So uh, thanks, thanks for letting me know, guys. There was no, no music and no, no Austin. They heard me. They just didn't hear you. So at least it wasn't a complete bungle. Sometimes I've rambled on for five minutes and, uh, and <laughs> nobody's heard me talking. Yeah, there you go. Well, that's okay. All right. So anyway, it wasn't a complete bungle. Anyway, it was only a partial. Let's go anyway. Here we go. All right. So now this story is like this. All right. So the Tower of Babel, everybody knows this story, but let's just revisit for some folks that may not. All right. Up until this point, uh, sorry, here we go. Uh, bu- 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 okay. The people of the earth had become skilled in construction and decided to build a tower Uh, Build a city with a tower that would reach up to heaven. By building the tower, the inhabitants of the city wanted to make a name for themselves and also prevent the population from being scattered across the earth. And this is from LearnReligions.com, and uh, I dropped it in the chat if you guys want to check it out. And and, uh, here's this is from, let's see, this story is actually from the Genesis 10 
and it's a one through or it says nine through ten ten nine through ten i think it's a, it goes a little longer than that but anyway now here we go let's see uh all right and this is this is the quote from genesis eleven four. then they said come let us build ourselves a city and a tower with its top in the heavens and let us make a name for ourselves lest we be dispersed over the face of the whole earth all right and so of course genesis tells us that god came to see the city and the tower they were building he perceived their intentions and in his infinite wisdom he knew this stairway to heaven would only lead the people away from god the goal of the people was not to glorify god and lift up his name but to build a name for themselves in genesis 9 1 god told humankind be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth God wanted people to spread out and fill the whole earth. By building the tower, the people were ignoring God's clear instructions. Now, this is interesting. Babel, the word itself, is derived from the root meaning to confuse. God observed what a powerful force the people's unity of purpose created. As a result, he confused their language, causing them to speak many different languages so they would not understand each other. By doing this, God thwarted their plans. He also forced the people of the city to scatter all across the face of the earth. And there you go. That's exactly where this tale begins. Like I say, biblical in origin, and the people got together, and they were building a literal stairway to heaven. All right? Stairway to heaven. We've heard that before, haven't we? I won't play the song. And, uh, but the thing is this. People all spoke the same tongue. They were all able to communicate with each other, and there was none of this mis global misunderstanding we have now. Now, now, Austin, any any uh, take on that? I'm sure you've heard the the story of the Tower of Babel before. Am I right? Yeah, it made me think of a few different things, like the baby lion or Leo, and uh, uh, also for some reason it made me think of ball. But I don't know if that really fits in there. But I do know there's a lot of sports we watch there's this uh there's this old goddess or whatever called uh and they have you know bill we pay bills we play ball and there's like l at the end of all of it and then l electricity and l uh elected and uh Raphael, michael rachel gabrielle gabriel whatever you know, the L uh, actually, it represents, uh, it's supposed to mean like God or something. I got to look into that. I don't know. But. <laughs> I, I think that's part of it, too, is is once you start kind of digging into some of these roots, not just the terms, but the language as it's been used in the past and present day, right? There's a, there's a huge bridge of history here that we're kind of trying to conquer. Uh, there's a ton. And so we did do a show on this, uh, the, the language of the birds or the green language as it's known. So, okay, so now just to back up, back to the story. Now, what, what the original perfect language, like I said, it was known as the language of the angels, okay? And so as, it, as time developed, that's what people spoke back before the Tower of Babel. However, they say that God actually took, scattered them throughout the world and removed that singular language and made them speak all different languages. Because, of course, if they, if they united, interesting, I always talk about division politics, well, I don't know what that is. If that ain't it, I don't know what it is. It seems like maybe remember. there's a, uh, uh, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> I said, I just remembered Elohim, yeah. which this is a controversial uh, original translation. It's controversial because 
uh, El means God and Elohim means God in plural in the original Phoenician Canaanite language, which is merchant baker backwards because the language was like, it's backwards from how we speak it. But in their original text of uh, Genesis, it said, the gods created man in our image. And I know that's going to, yeah. I just had to <laughs> you just had you just had to stir the pot, didn't you? Didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm sure. All right. Yeah, I'm well. I'm welcome for the criticism, though. Like, I get it. It's that's probably the most controversial thing I could bring up on your show ever. <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. We're we're not going to get too deep into that anyway. So you're safe. You're safe. Okay. So so the way this works then. Now, like I said, if you get so, so like I said, it was the original perfect language, and this existed before the Tower of Babel. Now, the reason it's called the language of the angels is because they say this is still the language the angels speak. And very much like Austin was saying, there are terms like El, Elohim. There are still these these terms that are still based. Uh, we use uh, those roots for different things in English ourselves. Okay, and part of that, like I said, it's not just based on uh, etymologies and uh, the previous iterations of language as it develops. It's also all those other things. So, like I was describing when we began tonight, there's the way birds think of it. Um, if you're if you're walking, we talked about this a couple nights ago again in the on on the Discord after party. If you guys are into that, uh, on uh, for after the show. We were talking about how birds in particular, when they're, when they're chirping to each other, they don't use words specifically like we do. We have all these words where you can say all these things. For example, you can say hello to somebody, and you can say it like a thousand different ways, right? You can kind of say it very cold. You can say it very warmly. You can say it uh, you know, hesitantly or unsure of yourself because you don't know if you're going to get a greeting back. You can have a ton of baggage between you and the person you're saying hello to. And so the word hello in and of itself is a word, and it means something, but it, it can be delivered like a thousand different ways. And that's part of this. That's part of this whole thing. It's not just the word itself. It goes back further than that. And it, and it becomes, like we talk about, words as spells, right? You spell the word. And this is the type of thing that the green language is. Because as it, again, as the, the language is kind of uh, uh, changed and grew and, you know, all over the world and all the rest of it, what we get today, a lot of that same stuff is based, that, well, that's basically the only way Al-fabet. these languages are the same. Are the same. Sorry, go ahead. Alphabet. Yeah, uh, al- alphabet. El, el, yeah, it, it sounds like L when you say it. L at the f- beginning, but it's alpha. I get that, but it's just too similar. Yeah, possibly, possibly. And so that's what I'm saying. So it's not necessarily like you can point to one exact example. Actually, you can. So, for instance, actually, let's start with this. Uh, so so the, the one example we, we have talked about, Austin, is that when you say television, I know you've looked at this one and thought about this one. Like I said, yeah. division politics, right? The God striking down. Now, no, don't, don't get me wrong. I'm not questioning the word of God here. But I'm just telling you that if you're going to strike down the, the Tower of Babel and spread people out so they're not united, well, what's tell live television all about? Why don't you tell us, Austin? Tell lies to your vision. People have visions of the future sometimes, and they're never 100% accurate because uh, that's, like, impossible. Yoda says some things about that. We'll get to that. Save the Yoda stuff. We'll get to Yoda. Yeah. We'll get to I Yoda. have that ready. All right. So, <laughs> so, 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 for example, tell, lie, vision, television, right? Television. And there it is right in your face. And like I said, sometimes it's not just the words we say. It's also how they're connected together. 
Okay, so uh, television clearly is a propaganda device. Uh, television is exactly like it says right there in the word. It's telling you exactly what it is. It's a tell lie vision, you see? And this is the type of thing. So like I said, there are many different ways to kind of go about deriving what the green language means today, whatever that perfect language was. And I'm not saying that the angels or the birds ever said the word television themselves, but what I am saying is these same sentiments and notions seem to trickle down into the language we speak, including, like I said, the nonverbal stuff. And that right there like, is a big combination and a big convoluted way to kind of describe uh, what we're talking about here. So let's actually jump to the actual definition of this so that you guys, now that I've botched it six times over, uh, this is what it means, all right? Uh, again, it's known as the language of the birds or the green language, and it was the original perfect language that happened before the Tower of Babel, all right? Now, this is, what, this is straight from the uh, Ministry of Truth, I like to call it, Wikipedia. And in Abrahamic and European mythology, medieval literature, and occultism, the language of the birds is postulated as a mystical, perfect, divine language, an Adamic language, Enochian, angelic language, or a mythical or magical language used by birds to communicate with the initiated, with the initiated, you see? And there's more to that. We'll get into that. Uh, so here we go. There's, there's a whole bunch. It, it goes through Norse, Greek, Middle Eastern. There's folklore. They talk about the use in alchemy of the green language, the perfect divine language. And, and that's really what this is about tonight. That's the conversation. Oh, you so, said another one. Uh, what is it? El- alchemy. Alchemy. Yes, alchemy. Yes, exactly. Yeah. L again. Uh, not only that, uh, alchemy is, uh, is another one. What's that? Uh, there's a modern, what's modern day alchemy? It's, well, uh, alchemy means God's chemistry. Uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of chemistry, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that's the thing, right? So I think, it's, I think that's, as you pay attention and you start to realize what's going on with this, and you, you, you want to learn more of what maybe this perfect language is, uh, I think you have to really pay attention. It's, it's difficult. It's difficult to, uh, to kind of get to the bottom of this. I've been thinking about this for over a year now, uh, you know, kind of passively. But still, it's really tough to bring examples up uh, regarding this. So what we'd like to do tonight is kind of go through some of this and talk about these things. We'll get to Yoda, which I had never actually considered, but this is, a, this is a, um, Austin's theory with Yoda. We'll get to that. Well, let, let's get to Yoda right after the break here when we come back, Austin, just so people get kind of pick up what we're putting down. But I think, I think we, we, we've established where this comes from, the Tower of Babel, the singular language. God busted it up and sent everybody all over the place, scrambled the languages, and here's where we're at still. All right. So we'll get to it. We'll get to the rest of this stuff. But we'd love to hear your theories on this. Have you ever heard of this language of the birds, the green language? Have you ever heard of the way these maybe uh, languages mix and fuse, even though they're right? You can't really take a non-Latin based language like, uh, let's say, Russian and, you know, speak to somebody who speaks Spanish and have them right, kind of be able to pick out anything. Really, it's going to be so different. However, you can pick out body language, you can pick out tone of speech, you can pick out all the rest of these things, and you, so you see, it's not just verbal. There's a, a whole bunch of this that kind of comes into it with when you start looking at the birds themselves and how they communicate with each other. So we'll get into some of that as we go, but um, anything to add real quick before we uh, head to the break here, Austin? Uh, I like to say well, and uh, I just realized L's at the end of well as well. As well, well, as well. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And so, so L being God, of course, right? The the initiator of this is that what you're talking about? Yeah, 
Yeah, I realize it's like all over the place. I just keep seeing the patterns, you know? Right. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, the more you pay attention, the more this kind of develops and you do start to see these patterns. So that's what we're doing tonight. Uh, Are there any of these patterns that maybe you've noticed? Is this uh, something you've heard of? And uh, what do you think? What do you think about this conversation? All that stuff is open. You guys know this. uh, This is Troubled Minds. And we have a an open ended and uh, and uh, nonlinear conversation. We're talking about all kinds of things tonight. So if you want to be part of the show, you know what to do. We have an open line uh, uh, phone number, and that would be 702-957-957. 1037 that's 702 957 1037 or you can join the discord at troubledminds.org hop in here and say hi and uh i'm michael strange this is troubled minds we're here with our friend austin from michigan and we're talking the green language tonight if you love this and you want to know what's up give us a call for right now we're gonna take a quick break don't go anywhere more troubled minds when we return time to start firing up the grill from city to shore acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season download the acme app the shop for this season's essentials any way you want open the acme app clip your deals then order your items online an experienced acme associate will carefully select your groceries bag your order and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details it's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials, any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials, any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. All right, welcome back to Troubled Minds. I'm your host, Michael Strange, and we are streaming on Rockfin, DLive, YouTube, and Periscope. We're broadcasting live on the Fringe FM, and we're here with our friend Austin from Michigan. And tonight, we're talking about the green language, the language of the birds, the original language before God struck down the Tower of Babel and scattered the people the world over, all the while scrambling their language so we have what we have today. We're taking your phone calls on this. If you want to be part of the show, give us a call. 702-957-1037. That's 
957-1037. You can also join the Discord at troubledminds.org and click the Discord link right there on the website. Give you a direct invite. Just jump in the caller queue and we'll put you on the show. Easy as that. And uh, the phone number is also at troubledminds.org. And welcome back, Austin. Test one, two. Let's see if I didn't botch it this time. Can you hear me? Two, one. Yes. Nice. Okay. All right. So uh, now, now uh, we were talking about this. Austin and I have been kind of kicking around this idea for maybe a week or so. And uh, offline on, again, in the after party at Troubled Minds, if you guys are into that, uh, we end up on Discord just kind of kind of kicking, kicking the can around, and it's fun. And so we were talking about the green language, and he brought up something uh, to me a long time ago in just a conversation, just kind of an off conversation we were having, and he brought up Yoda. And he was trying to explain to me that Yoda speaks the way he does. Everybody knows Yoda from Star Wars, the fictional character, okay? But he was trying to explain to me that Yoda speaks the way he does for a particular reason. You want to tell us about that, Austin? And and it didn't dawn on me till later, but I thought, holy smokes, Yoda speaks the green language. But uh, go right ahead, sir. Tell us about Yoda and how this thing might work. He, it all starts from the source which is intention and then it's thought and then it's speaking and then it's action and it seems that all four of those things with Yoda are aligned to actions first even his words so he always speaks verbs first meaning why would you speak verbs first if you're speaking the green language for example do you have an example of what Yoda may say yes I have uh, I picked a few of my favorites Okay, just give us um, one, and we'll talk about that. Just one. Don't burn through them all. We've got to pace ourselves here. But all right, I'll do the most popular one, probably. Do okay. or do not, there is no try. Okay, and so he says do. And what you're describing is Yoda is speaking the verb first. The do is the action part of the, the, the sentence there, which is backwards, of course, because we would say um, the correct way to say that would be, well, you should do, right? There's going to be some sort of uh, something before that. I'm not an English language master or anything here, so I'm not going to break it down prepositions and all this stuff for you because I don't even know what that means anymore. But that's not the way people speak. All right, but the reason he says the verb first is for a very specific reason, and you were explaining this to me, and I was like, "Holy smackerel!" I think I think I missed this when we talked about language yeah. of the birds last time. So why so why does Yoda say do or do not? Right? It's the it's it's the action first, the verb first. Why 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 do you think that's the it, case? I have practiced this for a few days, and I did this for as a self defense mechanism against someone that wouldn't stop babbling. And I'm using that word in reverence to what you were saying earlier. They wouldn't stop babbling, so I decided to try something different. And it was speaking like Yoda. So I read some quotes. I was like, patience you must have. And I was like, hardly ever speaking because of that. I didn't have to... And I felt like I wasn't losing energy, too. It was almost laughable. Like, I was almost cracking up every time, but I loved it. Because I thought way less, and my thoughts felt more laser-like and aligned as I practiced it for a couple days. I would either really annoy people or people would really love it. And it seemed like it kind of made things easier for me. Like it seemed like intentions were easier to read as well. Yeah. So we got some, there you go. You guys put your best Yoda in there and we got listening to Mike. We are, we've got, uh, we've got uh, <laughs> smoking weed. I am. We've got, <laughs> we got, you guys are, you guys are putting some good examples and uh, put your best Yoda in the, uh, in the chat there and see if like, think of it in terms of, you know, how Yoda speaks and is, is what Austin's saying here in, in those same terms, meaning that 
uh, he's putting the action first. He's saying that, like, remove the doubt, remove all of the other things in the sentence you don't need. This is where we start because this is the most important thing, which is do or do not. Or just like Jack says, listening to Mike, we are. So the first thing there, right, the very first thing is listening. The rest of that, right, may be irrelevant. It's like not just listen, really listen, right? And it's the same thing. It's like uh, this is how when Austin first described this to me, I didn't get it at first. Like I understood why he was uh, saying the Yoda stuff and how it kind of simplifies speech. However, uh, I didn't really click it into the green language until quite a bit later. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, this makes sense. So instead of like, you know, perfect vernacular, we have uh, more direct ways to communicate that are very much uh, in line with uh, actions first, very much like uh, like Yoda. And so, you know, do or do not. There is no try. The try is irrelevant. Let's get doing. Let's get to doing. And that's why he talks in, 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 the, in that form, interestingly. And I wonder if that was by, uh, you know, by Lucas and those guys when they created Star Wars with Yoda and all that, if that was by design. It, I'm, I'm wondering or if maybe that was kind of an accidental thing. What do you think there, Austin? I think George Lucas, I read into him a little bit, and I'm crazy enough to believe that he actually recalled a past life where he was trying to put together the most prominent memories or events in his past life into the four episodes, four or five episodes, the ones that George Lucas made. I I think he was, uh, that's where he got all of his information from. I believe it. Yeah. I mean, uh, so, so many people don't know this, but George Lucas was actually an anthropologist first. That was his degree. He was, he wasn't a film student. And so that's the interesting part. So a a lot of the things like uh, the hero's journey, uh, Joseph Campbell and the rest of that stuff, he brought that stuff directly to star Wars. So it wouldn't surprise me if, uh, like Matt says here in the chat that some wizards also speak this way, Gandalf and Merlin, there's more of a kind of directly indirect way they speak. And so I wonder if it was a kind of tied into maybe this sort of green language theory that uh, Lucas did, but it was clearly just too much to put into the movie. So they, they uh, instead of trying to teach us what it was, they just showed us what it was. And uh, that's uh, Yoda saying, uh, do or do not. There is no try. And yeah, so that's, that, that's what kind of blew my mind as we were talking about this with Austin back in the day. It was, it was maybe a month ago, maybe six weeks ago, when he first brought this up. And I thought that, that was a, it's an amazing thought. However, uh, it does kind of link into this uh, this green language. Uh, here we go. James says, "Manifest my reality, I will." Right, and so that's the thing. You see, you see, you see the way that backward speech is putting the most important thing in the front. Manifest, right, or do or do not. There is no try. Things like this, and so you start to see that there's no. Like I said, this green language stuff is more an art than a science. And uh, that's what we're talking about tonight. So if you guys are into this, you guys know the drill. 702-957-1037. That's troubledminds.org. Click the Discord link, and we'll put you on the show. But this is the type of stuff, right? This stuff actually comes from somewhere. And do you believe that there is a perfect language that maybe the birds speak, that maybe are birds able to communicate with angels in a nonverbal sense just because of their tone, their cadence, the songs they sing? Right. There's a, there's some pretty amazing stories about birds with this. And so they say it's it's um, anyway, there's a lot to this. We'll get into it as we go. But uh, any thoughts on that, on the rest of the Yoda stuff? We got a phone call coming in. We'll take in a sec. But uh, any anything you want to add to the Yoda stuff? We'll get back to some more examples of Yoda. We're going to keep going with that because I think it's an important thing to point out here as we talk about this tonight. 
We're talking about green language and Yoda is green. Yeah, there's another good one, right? There's another good one. Like I said, it, it makes you wonder. It makes you wonder. Did they do that intentionally? It's it, it, The more you think about it, it starts to seem like possibly, right? Let's, let's call it a possibly maybe. Drink the maybe juice like we always do on Troubled Minds. Yeah, you can never discount it if it is possible. Exactly. Exactly. So, okay. Uh, the, another one winning James is there you go. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Put your best Yoda in the chat guys. All right, here we go. We're going to go to, uh, I'm not sure exactly who this is. Let's see. I have no idea. Let's go to whoever this is. You're on trouble minds with Mike and Austin. What's your first name? Where are you calling from? What's going on, Mike and Austin. It's uh, Derek. Nice talker. Derek. What's up, my man? How are you tonight? Fine, guys. Really cool stuff. So far. Thank you. Thank and you. I- Really good job so far, Austin. You can never tell that uh, this is your first time on the mic. You're, just, you're, you're crushing it. Nice. Uh, you're too kind, you are. <laughs> too kind, you are. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, go ahead, I'm working, man. so i got to try to kind of be quick. Um, I can rattle a few things off. Um, sure. First, as far as like this perfect language, this, this early perfect language, it sounds a lot like telepathy, like some, like a form of communication, like beyond words. Like it could be there was this perfect like mind-to-mind communication, which scattered into beyond just languages itself, like um, speak, like language speech, body language, like um, and all the different examples you, you listed of like different types of language, you know, that we can observe. Those could all be like part of the, the, the shattering of the Tower of Babel and stuff too. Um, but um, also like it reminds me of possibly something from like the other side, like a language from another realm. Um, like the, like the green aspect reminds me of, uh, like the green man, which is like, uh, like a nature spirit kind of, or like the green kids of wolf pit, which is like all associated with greenness. And they came back or like they came out of, uh, the other realm green and they eventually like changed to, to, uh, like human form, I guess, or whatever. So there's a weird association with like the other side and green and like the bird part, no, you have like green how part. birds kind of like, um, how, how birds kind of like travel, like in, in like flocks like they it seems like they're communicating um telepathically like they all move at the same time and i guess like i think scientists or anthropologists would argue that there's like little subtle gestures they're making which 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 like kind of communicates to them like when they when they should move but from like our perspective it looks like they're like in like they're all moving at once even like a giant school of fish like they move like one hive mind so perhaps the language of the birds means like the language of the hive mind like when we're all we're, we were all connected to this one like source much more closely, you know, and then it kind of separated. We lost, we like, we like, kind of the veil went up and we lost that connection and started to, to communicate with symbols rather than with actual like thoughts, you know? Yeah, that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. I was actually going to get to that too. And uh, you pointed that out to me a couple nights back when we were talking about this, that nonverbal communication that when I say nonverbal notice, I didn't mention telepathy yet, but that would be nonverbal communication, wouldn't it? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and then like the, uh, the uh, Yoda thing reminds me of, uh, of there's a um, guy, Dr. Raymond Moody, who's like one of the leading uh, near death experience researchers in the world. He like might've coined the term near death experience. I'm not sure. Some, he coined like a very famous term. And I guess recently he's been getting into the idea of a nonsense language or like nonsense logic that like a, co- a commonality when people come back from like uh near-death experiences. It's this weird, like, surreal, um, like, non-linear nonsense communication that they're trying to, like, convey to people. And so, like, he says that 
by like practicing nonsense language, you like train your brain to be more prepared for like when you enter the, these other realms. So Yoda or Merlin or these mystics who their, their veil is much, much blurrier than ours or the average person, I would say perhaps they're like training their mind to be more magical by using this form of, form of nonsense language, you know, cause apparently he's like still researching. He's, I don't think he like knows why it works, but there's an element um, to like making the nonsense, like words all out of order. And you have to kind of end up like train your brain to like think more in the abstract, which is like beneficial, I guess, outside of the, the 3D space. Apparently. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, kind of noted. So, you, it, like we're saying, you have to be very attentive to this language to kind of pick apart the 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 connections here. But if you're always paying attention to that level when they're mixed up, you're picking that stuff out automatically. I can see how that would help. Yeah, and even like even like, but don't pay attention too hard on it. Like it's, it's not it's non it's not logical. Like, it's if you try to make sense of it, that's where you like you trip up. Like it's it's training your mind to not make sense of these things, to like to operate within that abstract, because that's like what the other side looks like. It's like it's like how how people um, compare like uh, meditation to like what it's like um, before we die, and how like med- meditation is like uh, a sailor training to sail, like back in the olden times when they were try when they were like these pioneers who would, who would go to these places for the first time. So when you're traveling around like the Cape of Good Hope or something, um, those waters are unknown to you. They're like really rough. So the good sailor will, will, will practice so that when these waters come, they, they're like more comfortable in them. And it's the same idea with meditation. That like when you get to this place where you're not sure what's going on, um, to have to have practice in our lifetime, it helps you. I think the nonsense language is the same idea to like train your mind to, operate outside of like linear reality somehow you know um because that's like a glimpse into into the other side and, and this is the last thing i'll say and then i'll leave but um it also reminds me of like elvish like uh tolkien like the idea that there is there was a time um on earth when like there was there, there was much more magical and like um like uh i forget um what it's what it's called but there's like a like a actual um, elvish like language was associated with it that like kind of operates in the same way um i forget i'm rambling but I'll, I'll go really really great show you guys awesome stuff i appreciate it fantastic call as always derek uh, you were the best we'll talk to you soon my Thank man. You thanks thanks have a great night that's uh, that's derek from massachusetts that's the night stalker you guys this is the quality of people you're missing derek here as well if you guys haven't joined the discord yet uh, meeting lots of friends here that are just brilliant and into this i think uh derek was talking about the numenor language from the middle earth and i think uh i'm a big middle earth nerd so <laughs> I'm, I'm probably on, on 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 the game with that but yeah so so hear what he said there austin is that uh he said a lot of things real quick but uh, one of the things that is notable too is is that uh, the maybe the perfect language is actually a telepathic thing, and then so what we're doing is we're sort of breaking down roots of a, an initial telepathic language that existed before even the spoken word itself. Uh, interesting wow. thoughts, huh? Yeah, I could imagine uh, that being detrimental to big money systems. 
Yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. And so and the thing that got me thinking about that, too, is actually Night Stalker, Derek, there brought that up a couple nights ago when we were talking about this kind of we were just kind of kicking around the green language idea of what it was. And so he brought it up and I was like, yeah, you know why? Think about when birds fly, right? When they're when they're um, uh, not <laughs> I wanted to say commuting <laughs> when they're when they're migrating, uh, when they're migrating, right? They, they get these perfect little flying, these perfect V's, right? And like they, they it's like that they don't look back to each other to check to see they're still in formation. They know they know exactly where they're at. It's like they are sort of uh, t- uh, te- communicating telepathically with each other. And another thing too, yeah. not just not just like like that, like the migrating geese or whatever, where there's the bee in the sky. There's there's actually those birds you've seen them like the packs of starlings where there's like thousands of them and they're all yeah, kind like of like waves. this one they big look like waves. Yes, exactly. So who so who's running that thing? Who's leading that that pattern of the floating of the birds? Who who's actually is, is there a mind in charge of that? How do they know which which way to turn next? But it seems to be all synchronized, doesn't it? And there you go. There's yes. there's a good way to put it. Uh, maybe they are communicating uh, telepathically somehow. Maybe that the language of the birds thing is exactly what we're talking about here. Thoughts? Perhaps. <laughs> Perhaps. <laughs> Perhaps. It just got me really thinking about it. That's all right. That's all right. I'm so glad he brought that up because that's one of the things that I wondered about the most. I There was some guy that brought that up to me a while back talking about how the secret, like there's something really powerful to us that you can learn from studying birds and i heard that a while ago and i can't remember from who but he's pretty impressionable <laughs> right okay all right fair enough fair enough uh so so anything else on the rest of the stuff he said talking about uh kind of mixing up the words to maybe maybe be able to step into a mystic a different mystic world like you said maybe this is how yoda does it maybe how merlin and other people did it it's like they spoke kind of out of out of a strange cadence like it was an ancient tongue like they had to had to learn english from maybe this original language and that's kind of why it's botched i don't know what do you think there uh I don't know. I really don't. I'm just like hypnotized by it. Okay, that's cool. That's cool. As it comes to you, you're welcome to chime in here. I'm going to just keep on trucking then. Okay, so uh, as you know, that was Derek from Massachusetts giving us a call. So good stuff. If you guys have thoughts on this, what do you think? What do you think about the, the original perfect language? Um, is there something to this? And like Austin said, with Yoda in particular, he brings up the verbs first many times. It's not always that way. He 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 kind of does some other ways of doing it. But do or do not, there is no try. So let's go back to that. Let's go back to that. You said you have another example there. Oh, I have a bunch. I put together like all my favorites. I okay. have like probably thirteen. But I'll pick the other one, which was the one that I probably was told the most as I was growing up, and that is fear is the path to the dark side. Fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. Hate leads to suffering. Okay, so fear leads. So not exactly exactly the verb first, but it is it is uh, where he's he starts at the end. You you end up with fear by all of the rest of these things as the sentence follows, right? Is kind of what he's saying. Yeah. Again, once again, it's like it's like the destination first because I think in that case you have to be probably more aware of where you're headed and so the 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 goal there is to not fall into that very first first word he uses which is fear 
And yeah, yeah, good stuff. Um, and and so so the question is tonight, as we continue talking about this stuff, do you think that uh, the this this Yoda business and how this kind of plugs into this language of the birds, the original language? There's something to this, maybe with George Lucas being the anthropologist he was. Which, by the way, like I said, he actually had an anthropology degree, not a uh, <laughs> not a degree in what you think he might have may have had. And uh, I don't know, man. There's there's a lot here, so. Uh, we got to take a break in just a minute. Uh, but uh, any any uh, thoughts on the rest of that Yoda stuff on that phrase or uh, anything in particular, Austin? Uh, meditation and medication. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Um, and uh, I think like uh, I think like Night Stalker was saying too. The w- the way this works uh, is is maybe maybe very nonlinear, and it uh, it's it's not supposed to be. Uh, something we focus on constantly. It's like one of those things that like as once you learn the cadences of these things, and like you said, you picked out verbs first is a very particular way of saying just kind of cutting to the chase of a, of a conversation. It's like, hey, yeah. this, do or do not, right? Like the very first thing, there is no try. Don't even worry about like the effort. The effort comes into doing in itself. That's the first thing you should do is just do it. And uh, like, like we kind of joked about when yeah. we first talked about this, Nike picked that up didn't they <laughs> just do it yeah they kind of they kind of jacked that one for sure because <laughs> but like so i remember more stuff about that like uh when you say try you're acknowledging the possibility that you will fail you're like affirming to yourself that that's a possibility so right. it's like it that's how the doubt is like manifested in that and i and i realized like it seems as though yoda was totally against all of those feelings that keep you from going forward. Exactly. Well, exactly. And so, yeah. So if you, so if you begin the do part with the doubt in your mind, it foggies up the do part, right? The action itself, because you're, you have the doubt, the doubt has already been placed. And so it's, it's that self-fulfilling prophecy, right? It's that edit has come. That's what I wanted to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you said it better there. <laughs> hey, man, lots of practice. Thank you. Uh, all right, so we're, we're we're talking about the green language tonight, guys. There was, it's it's been said that in the times before the Tower of Babel, there was what is known as a perfect language, the green language, the language of the birds. And there are many ways to look at this, whether it's through etymology, whether it's through metaphysical, whether it's through biblical interpretation, and even beyond that. Like I said, it's more an art than a science, but we're talking about it tonight. We're thinking about it. The green language, the language of the birds, the very first perfect language. What does this mean to you? Do you think it's hogwash or do you think there's something to this? We're here with Austin from Michigan tonight, and he's bringing up some fantastic points about how Yoda possibly speaks the green language. And we got some more examples of that as we go. If you guys want to be part of the show tonight, 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. Don't go anywhere. More troubled minds after the break. Coming. The second hour is. Yeah. <laughs> How long is the break? That's Jack. Uh, so we'll be back about uh, 8.06. So you got a few minutes if you want to step away and do something. All right. Roger that. All right. All right. Don't go anywhere. Be right back, guys.
It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials, any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials, any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. We are talking about alien, the alien abduction phenomenon. The aliens are, are looking through your eyes and they're accessing your optic nerve. Through that optic nerve, they're transferring to your brain. People Broadcasting live from a secret bunker just off the extraterrestrial highway. Somewhere in the desert sands outside of Las Vegas. Somewhere in space-time, loosely labeled Generation X on planet Earth. And asking questions of you, in earnest, into the digital darkness. Alright, good evening and welcome to Troubled Minds Radio. I'm your host, Michael Strange, and we're here tonight with our good friend Austin from Michigan. And tonight we're talking about the language of the birds, the green language, the original language, before the Tower of Babel. There's a lot of theories here, a lot of things to think about, a lot of things to talk about, and that's what we do on this show. Open-ended, non-linear, all over the place. That's right, aliens, conspiracy, the paranormal. I call it the things we're not allowed to talk about. And in this case, it seems like it may actually be the case. <laughs> and as we do this, we are streaming on Rockfin, DLive, YouTube, and Periscope, uh, broadcasting live on the Fringe FM. And we're taking your phone calls. If you want to be part of the show tonight, 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. And we'll put you on the show. Simple as that. Uh, and let's go. Let's do it. Welcome back, Austin, to the show. Let's uh, let's uh, unmute and make sure we're all clear. Austin, do you read me? Yes, I read you. Right on. Welcome Good back. Uh, the show. Welcome back. You are. All right. Let's go to uh, <laughs> taking your phone calls, guys. What do you think about the screen language stuff? Do you think there's something to this? Uh, do you think it's deeper than we're, we're talking here? Or do you think it's something else entirely? That's that's a. Uh, the scope of the conversation. So we're going to do that, and we're going to go to this phone call. Uh, looks like we've got uh, Jennifer in Missouri. Jennifer, welcome to the show. You're on with Mike and Austin. How are you? Hey, Mike. Hey, Austin. Hello, hello. Howdy. Hi. Yeah. So I'm listening in. This is a this is a really cool topic. 
when you think of uh, the animals and everything, that they do seem to have a common language between all of them, you know, and the same thing, like you guys were talking about with the birds and everything, they all seem to be moved by one kind of, like a spirit or something, like a spirit of the air of birds or something, because they're operating as one mind. And then you see it too with insects and you see it with fish. And then with the mammalians, you know, like whenever they're like doing their migrations, they all seem to know what they're going to do and where they're going to go. So they also seem to be in communication with nature itself. So it is really amazing. The only ones who seem kind of askew, I guess, might be people. I mean, they even say that people at one, at one point in time could predict, uh, you know, the weather better and they could understand and foresee catastrophes, natural catastrophes like um, tidal waves or volcanoes or earthquakes before they would happen the way the animals can. And then with the story of the Tower of Babel, it's really strange because when you think about it, if mankind was once the same as, um, had the same language, kind of like the animals do, and they all understood each other with one tongue, like it says in that story in the Tower of Babel. And that, then that's beautiful. That's just an absolutely beautiful idea, that mankind would be able to communicate with all mankind and that they were one with all these creatures and everything. But then you have this really unusual case happen with the story of the Tower of Babel, and what you have is Nimrod and his, um, this was a tyrant, a world ruler in this story and case who was possibly, you know, let me just start with him. So Nimrod, you know, his wife was also his mother and they were worshiping this. They had this strange religion that they were doing. And it wasn't the religion of the people in that area, wherever that area was. I can't remember at the moment, but in that story, it's as if he was the people themselves weren't willingly necessarily building the tower. They, there was a rulership going on, and he was having them basically like slaves. He was making them build this tower, the same way that most things were built back then, taking basically advantage and exploiting the fact that mankind could communicate and come together to do amazingly huge things for his benefit. And so to make himself like a god was the idea, not to make the people like God, to make Nimrod like God. And that's why they were doing this building the tower thing. And so it's really unusual if suddenly the people could not speak the same language anymore. They couldn't possibly create these things for these people who think of themselves as being like the creator of mankind. So it would pretty much end the ability to do these amazing feats of human architecture to that extent that they were requesting it to be done with the case of Nimrod. So it's a really odd story because in a way it did free those people of having to be under the control of a God man like Nimrod, who was exploiting the, this beautiful thing that mankind once had and whatever it was that interfered and confounded the tongue. It's possible that it was in a way to release them from this control of this, of, of the ability for people to use them this way. And it's really strange if you look at the world scope, because mankind doesn't speak one language per se, it can't reach its full potential of building, for example, but building for who? For whoever could take, whoever would, you know, want to exploit that. So I think that it is, it's a really interesting story. And the idea about it just makes you think, you know, about 
the repercussions of what happened because the tongue was confounded, because they no longer could speak the same language, they could not complete the Tower of Babel, nor anything else for any other rulers. So I think it's a really strange concept. It is a, that's just all I had to say about it. Yeah, fantastic. Mm-hmm. Fantastic stuff. Have you heard, uh, before I let you go, have you heard of the green language before tonight? I have heard that in every culture, there's, a, there's accounts in every single culture that mankind once spoke all the same language. And then there's, um, there's talk that there's the Indo-European languages. But before that, that words were a way of controlling people, that there was some kind of power in words. And that the original language may have been something that wasn't verbal. But in the case of the Tower of Babel, it's about the tongue. They all spoke a common tongue. So, like, whenever Night Stalker called in and he was talking about telepathy, like body language, that makes perfect sense that that might be the case in a a series of sounds or something like that. So, yeah, I do think if there was an original language, or the language of the angels, which is really with Anakian, John D., you know, was the one who came out with the conversations about uh, Anakian magic, angel magic, and also... Uh, the language of angels and possibly Enoch. And so, yeah, the topic is really amazing, but I I don't know. Um, I would assume it would have something, it it would seem like it would have something to do with telepathy, wouldn't it? But I mean, obviously there was some kind of tongue, like a a language, a literal language that they were speaking. Yeah, it seems to be. the world may have been speaking. And you can, but you hear, go ahead. No, you're good. You're good. I just said it seems to be. You're, you're, You're spot on. Go right ahead. Yeah, I mean, I just and I like the idea that um, there is there was something really beautiful about everybody having this common language, and I think that is true. And whoever or whatever, or however we all came about, the world came about, whatever designed this, if there's a great architect or something like that. But it is amazing that it might have been that way at one point, and it is just it's very interesting that that would be changed because mankind is a different creature than the animals, and so. Like no other animal, I mean, they have their own, you know, hierarchies. But in this case with mankind, you have mankind that wants to be ruler of the entire world. We have things like tyrants. And that's, um, or, you know, dictators or kings of the world or queens of the world. And so you have this weird scenario with humans that's very unique because I'm um, wanting to rule the world or be on top of the world and rule all mankind. Right. So it's- I just, I don't know. Fantastic as always, Jennifer. And I, I want to add, it, there's a there's a dark side to every story, isn't there? And it, it, it's a bringing to mind the New World Order in old school times to me. <laughs> I, I appreciate you calling. Yeah. Always great stuff. I, you're you're welcome to add more if you like. No, that was, well, I mean, there's there's a ton more to talk about. And I'm gonna listen in on it and hear what you guys have to say about it. It's it is really interesting, and I think it is a beautiful idea. Right. On. And I think it's very likely. I think you know, so, too. It, it, it just seems. Yeah. All right. Have a good night, guys. Appreciate it. You too. Austin, thank you. Thank you very much. Jennifer in uh, yeah. Missouri, good stuff as always. Um, did you did you catch most of that, Austin? I'm pretty sure you can hear her now. I think our audio yeah. was... Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Loud yeah. and clear. Yeah, we, we could hear calling. you clunking around. We could hear you pouring your whatever you were pouring over there. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So, okay. All right. So, so... Uh, what, what Jennifer said now, now notab- notably, I think it's 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 interesting that she brought up the fact that there was a tyrant there. There was Nimrod who was actually uh, exploiting this original language because people could communicate with each other. So you were able to uh, 
basically it was like it was like a, an enslavement sort of situation um, where because people were able to communicate on a wide scale, uh, they were more easily like, a, I'm going to go back to Tolkien, where there's a whip, there's a way. And so he was building the Tower of Babel as a homage to himself, not to the people that built it. And so, of course, that's part of the reason why God was angered and struck it down and did all the things he did. But, uh, yeah, interesting stuff. So so it makes you wonder, was this original language uh, telepathic of sorts? Was it... Um, uh, were they able to, you know, just like we say with the birds and, uh, you know, animals, how they do communicate, They're, they do seem to have a communication structure and it's all nonverbal, right? I mean, aside from, you know, you can probably break down dogs or, or things like this, right? Uh, that, but still they, they don't speak words. It's, uh, you know, howls and chirps and, but it's like the, the tone, it's like the tone of the language itself. And so, for example, just uh, just before, uh, actually, uh, go ahead and uh, take any takes on that. I know you got a dog too. Maybe you can speak to that. Uh, so maybe that uh, language of the animals and the or- the origination of language. What do you think? Yeah, yeah. Most of it's gesture, tone, and uh, you can notice it when you you know you take cues, you take notes in your head on what your dog is saying based on what it's doing, like how it's looking at something or how it's looking around or how it's staring or. If its head is low or its ears are back or, you know, all these things factor in. And I feel like all animals, there's little cues like that, social cues. Yeah. And and, and so that's what they're saying is that is what the green language really is, right? Meaning that uh, so so uh, they say this, like, here's an example of it. Uh, if you were, let's see, I, I don't speak a lick of Russia. If you threw me in, in Russia... Uh, mother, mother Russia, the the motherland. If you throw me in the motherland, yeah, mother yeah. Russia, <laughs> and uh, and I, I wouldn't like I wouldn't be able to do any. I wouldn't be able to ask for a beer or the bathroom, and that's those are the most basic things, right? And so I'd be in trouble. I'd be in serious trouble. But um, if I saw like a crowd of people running and screaming. Loud and clear, right? Loud and clear. Like, I know, okay, let's run. <laughs> something, something wicked this way comes, right? So, and that, that's what we're talking about. It's, I think it's, so maybe, maybe it is gesture-based. Maybe it is some of these things, right? But again, it kind of maybe goes back to uh, the notion of, of actual uh, telepathy of sorts, right? It's like you don't have to hear words to interpret meanings. What do you think there? Yeah. It kind of reminds me of uh, this uh, person that I I would have to, I'm just going to be like really upfront with this. There's a a woman that I went to school with my whole life and I met her after high school. We were like probably the most compatible people I've, person I've ever met. Like I'm not going to get too far into that. But anyway, I was walking down the park like a year or two after, ran into her. She was walking her like pit bull. And I said her full name, and then her dog just laid down, and she was, like, staring at her dog. And I was like, has that ever happened before? And she was like, no. And that was, like, when we started talking again at that point. But that was uh, – that I think there's something to that. You know, I think the dog kind of recognized how I said her full name, like, so, like, purely that it just laid down. Like, it was so strange. I thought it was strange and she thought it was stranger because it never happened before. But I'm sure there's people out there that have stories of their animals having this weird, uh, very different body language to someone unique to them. And so the dog uh, picked up uh, on your, uh, your intention of, 
uh, being kind to her, being being benevolent to her, and so the dog the dog responded. So, but again, right through through tone, through body language, through those types of intentions. That's and that's how dogs speak. That's how that's how animals speak. And so it is it is odd that uh, when, you know, kind of when we boil down language as it as it is now, and it, you know, as as you know, it quote advanced as we've become. If you look, if you look all the way back and kind of go to the root, the very base of language in that Tower of Babel story, and think of language prior to that moment, it seems seems likely that we were speaking like the languages of animals, like uh, at least, right? I mean, if you go all the way back, right, and before there was speech itself, it seems like maybe that's that would be the case, not just telepathy, but uh, some of these other things. Now uh, we got some other calls to take. Uh, any thoughts before we uh, jump on some more calls here, Austin? Yeah, I was also reading into these old ninja books. Uh, it means Infiltration by Stephen K. Hayes, and it gave me insight on the elements of nature and people's behavior, including animals. And based on that book, it says that animals are always in the fire element, which is always in the present. They're not bound by fear of the past or uh, re- uh, regret of the past or fear of the future. They're just always in the moment so their their communication is different because of that yeah exactly exactly uh, good stuff uh, people are saying in the chat that the, the yoda speak uh, freaks them out <laughs> all right we'll get back to yeah. yoda we'll get there's a lot to talk about here we'll get back to yoda in a sec uh let's go to uh let's go to james james has been waiting quite a while on discord james uh salcedo paranormal what's up my friend welcome to the show you're on with mike and austin how are you hey buddy. Good. thank you for having me uh, pleasures are, sir. What do you think about this uh, language of the birds? Do you think there's something to it, or do you think we're just making a bunch of hullabaloo about nothing? Well, I think language is always shifting, always changing, always moving. Um, so I think anything is possible for sure. Um, and I, I've been kind of there with you all when you've been talking about this um, on and off for the last week or so now, and there are definitely words that stand out to me. And... Um, uh, the one I mentioned before, and then there's one I thought of today. Um, there, the first thing I, th- I thought of right away was the whole, um, basically the word demonstrate. Okay. Uh, because if you look at it, it has, yeah, it has the word demo or even demon in it uh, at the very beginning. So, and then, of course, there's different words you can make with, you know, those roots. Um, de- demolish, you know, which basically means destroy. Um, stuff like that. I think that was that was the first thing I noticed. Um, but the other thing I I was thinking of today is um, it's interesting how how many words there are that have the word quest in them. Ooh. Like question questions, uh, request. I mean, just the word quest itself, you know. Conquest. Ooh. Yes, yeah. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. And yep. quest itself, of course, means uh, the journey, right? It means the... Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yep. Request. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yep. So, so, so as James is describing yeah. here, so and we, we've been talking about this kind of on and off on the, the after party, the troubled minds thing when we hop in the discord and kick it together. But the thing, the thing is like this. So it's not just like sort of the nonverbal communication stuff we're talking about. It's not, not even necessarily the maybe telepathic version of this, of the green language and the language before the original tower of Babel before there was uh, in, the language of angels, they call it is that uh, there's also, when you look at some of these things, maybe the etymology is coming through, maybe the, the base of these languages in terms back to the Latin and even beyond that, is that you have uh, exactly like, like James is describing here with uh, the term itself. There seems to be more in the term on a request, right? So you're, the request is you're asking somebody for something, but the term itself is, right, your re, re, is... The quest here to do it again. Yeah, here, here is your. I, 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 I give you your quest, my friend. And there's my request. Yeah, yeah, man, good stuff. Good stuff. I mean, even like request is almost like a question. So requestion. Yeah, yeah, and you can start layering, and and I think that's the thing too is when you start looking at it in in terms of language, in terms of again way back to the beginning. Uh, we don't know because I think that's yeah. like, like I said with with birds and things like this animals they do have that language where they communicate basically basically telepathically but it is maybe not exactly telepathic it's more uh, the nonverbal cues right and so that's the type of thing is it mind reading or is it just knowing what the nonverbal cue meant yeah crazy stuff uh, what, what do you think about the Yoda stuff James. I, you know, it's it's very interesting. I never I never thought of that. I always I always felt like there had to be something to it. Like I I, I couldn't except when I was when I was a kid I didn't know. But like as I got older, I felt like there had to be a reason. Like they wouldn't just do that just to um, put that in there. I felt like I didn't know what the reason was, but it seemed like too much too much work to make him say you know what seem may have seemed like just you know odd language or odd speech. Um, that was a conscious decision to make him talk like that, you know. So that's um, that makes sense now after listening to all this. So great, great show as always. Appreciate it, my friend. Anything else while we got you on? No, just um, happy to be here and and I love being in the Discord with y'all when we talk as well. So right on. I would definitely encourage anyone to join that as well. Right on. Uh, TroubledMinds.org. Click the Discord link. Uh, James, everybody follow his podcast at Salcedo Paranormal. You can find him at... Uh, where can we find you, James? Yeah, um, just to get, go to the website. Um, I can put a link in the chat for you. Um, but it's SalcedoParanormal.Podbean.com. Perfect. And uh, that, that has all my links in it. Perfect. And uh, James talks about paranormal stuff, too, so, so you're in the right place. You can't go wrong. Appreciate it, James. Thanks for uh, chiming in. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Have a great night. Thanks for listening. Thanks for calling. Good stuff, as always. That's what I'm saying, right? Lots of smart people here. I don't know. What do you think about that? What do you think about that? The, uh, the quest. I think, he's, I think he's onto something there, right? The, the request or the conquest or what, what's happening with this, eh? Yeah. Yeah, they use re a lot. It reminded me of research remains or remember recognize realize realize real lies real lies real lies realize. realize recognize realize recognize realize 
<laughs> realize is that realize like <laughs> anyway yeah. Jay j winch i got your call you keep uh, calling and dropping i'm, I'm gonna add you but you gotta you gotta stay stable for a sec for me <laughs> I, can't, I can't hit a moving target on a phone line uh there you go we're taking we're taking your phone calls tonight we're talking about this green language stuff uh, the story goes a little something like this in brief. Before the Tower of Babel and God scattered people the world over and changed their languages, their verbal communications so they could no longer collaborate on a worldwide basis, there was a language that predated the Tower of Babel, and they call it the green language, the language of the birds. And it's uh, there's a reason they call it that, and we'll get to that. We'll continue talking about this. But we're taking your phone calls tonight. If you guys want to be part of the show, we're here with Austin from Michigan and having a good time tonight, just kind of thinking about the possibilities of language, of uh, communication, of telepathy, of nonverbal dialogue, and all the rest of this. And do you think, again, there's something to this, or do you think it's, uh, again, just us making a whole lot of something out of nothing? That's the question here, and uh, loving to hear from you. 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. This is Troubled Minds. I'm Michael Strange. We're here with Austin tonight. Don't go anywhere. More after the break. Welcome back to Troubled Minds. I'm your host, Michael Strange, and we are here with our good friend, Austin, from Michigan, and we're talking about the green language tonight, the original language, the one that happened before, the fabled Tower of Babel. Do you think there's something to this? Do you think that uh, it could have been possibly a telepathic situation? Do you think it's other sort of non-verbal communication? What's going on with this? And uh, are there links to today's language? That's uh, what's on my mind tonight. It's a fascinating topic, I think. And uh, it's one of those ones where you could probably talk about this in particular for weeks and maybe not even get to the bottom of it. So we're looking to hear from you tonight if you want to be part of the show. 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. And uh, we'll put you on the show. Easy as that. And welcome back to the show, Austin. How are you, my friend? You there? Yes, excellent. Excellent. All right, here we go. Uh, let's. Uh, so let's see. Daryl. Daryl did send a message. I'm here. Are you looking for me? Yeah, yeah Daryl. If you want to be on the show, just uh, tell me that uh, you're in the caller queue. So I wasn't sure if you wanted to jump in here and mix it up with us. So if you do, you're definitely welcome. I just didn't want to put you on the spot here and move you into the chat when you weren't ready. Okay. So uh, all right. So there's more to this now. Now you got now. Okay. So you have another. How about a, a, we were talking about Yoda. Now, do you want to maybe reset the Yoda conversation for just a little bit, and then we'll move on to some of this other stuff? Uh, pick another one, another Yoda quote that starts with a verb that you have on your list there. So the, the reason being is this, right? Austin has speculated now that Yoda speaks the green language, meaning that he has a way of uh, maybe kind of cutting to the chase of the most important parts. And by saying that, he kind of starts with the verb first, which is the most important part of the language, meaning that when you say do or do not, there is no try. The do part in and of itself is the most important thing. You need to do it. You need to get off your ass and you need to do it. Uh, if you if you do any of that other stuff and put that part in your mind first, the back half of his sentence, there is no try. That's the doubt. 
So he starts with the action and then moves to the doubt, right, as, a, as, as like a warning. But the most important thing, if you just hear the very first thing he says, it's do. And that's, uh, that's, what, that's the, the theory here that Austin brought to the green language conversation, which I thought was pretty brilliant. Uh, do you have a, another one? Uh, <laughs> okay, cool. Daryl's ready. We'll yeah, go to Daryl yeah. in just a sec. Any, a, another one where maybe he uses a verb first in, in, that, in that sense. Yes, this one's big. You're about to learn how much I know about English because I'm guessing that this is the verb first one. So here's the test. All right. All right. So I'm picking death is a natural part of life. Rejoice for those around you who transform into the force. Mourn them do not. Miss them do not. Attachment leads to jealousy. The shadow of greed, that is. Did I get verbs first in those sentences of that uh, quote? That was that was a complicated one. So when he when he says mourn not, that's 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 where he begins with with the verbs then, first there. Yeah, and then that's at the, the beginning he says death. Yeah, that's one sentence. I get, but I guess die, but it, death is more of a a description of something else, not like the act of dying. That would be the verb. So yeah, when he starts with verbs yeah. first, it's the second half there. When he says mourn not, what else does he say? Start there. Uh, what at death? No, mourn not when he says that part. Okay, he says, mourn them do not. Attachment leads to jealousy. That's the next. Okay, so mourn them do not. And so that's, again, the verb is do not do that thing, which of course is, uh, right, rejoice because they've passed on into whatever the next uh, next state of being is, right? So so definitely good stuff. Uh, so we do have Daryl has confirmed that uh, Daryl's ready to go, ready when we are, and uh, there you go. What's up, Sherry does not know Yoda. That's okay. We'll introduce you uh, one show at a time over the course of years. <laughs> You'll get to know Yoda if you keep listening to this show. Okay, so we're talking about the green language tonight, guys, the very first language before the Tower of Babel, and uh, specifically... Uh, um, is do you think it what was the thing? Uh, do the animals still speak this? Why is it called the language of the birds? We'll get to all that tonight. We're going to keep on trucking. Like I said, there's so much to talk about with this that uh, it's amazing, and we could go just in depth just by ourselves. But it's important to include you guys in the conversation because you see all the amazing takes we've got thus far. Let's go to uh, Daryl. Daryl in New York. Welcome to the show. You're on Trouble Minds with Mike and Austin. How are you? Oh, good. Can you hear me now? Loud and clear. Loud and clear. Go right oh, ahead. Cool. What's on your mind? Cool. Oh, the funny thing is, for like a year when I was in Europe, um, we were always speaking like that. For some reason, we would always say, it's pretty, the girl, or it's funny, the joke, or uh, it's, it's ugly, the coat, or whatever. And we, I think, I don't remember why. We were always talking like that. The whole cast of hair were constantly doing this. It was like an inside joke, and I can't remember why we were speaking like this. Anyway, I just wanted to just throw that in there. I don't know why we were speaking so you got like a taste that. of it. <laughs> you know, you know what it tastes like. It was the in joke. I think it was someone the, the way that somebody spoke in the um, cast that was French. When they spoke in English, they would always use like speak like that word for word. Their translation was a little funny, and of course, we made fun of them. We were young and very rude, but so were the French. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> right, right. Well, Do you remember okay. how that made you feel? Pardon me. Do you remember how it made you feel? Like, did did you feel different when you spoke like that? Were you laughing a lot? You couldn't like it was funny, oh, right? It was, it was a stupid in joke, and it made everybody giggle. You know? Yeah, it does. I, that's funny though, because that's what happened to me. Really? <laughs> wow, he's funny. The joke. I know. I don't know. We were always. 
fun, funny the joke is. Yeah. Okay. So check this out. So not only, so it makes sense. Like if you're kind of a, a, not a native English speaker, because in Spanish they do a lot of the same reversal type stuff and they have tense, like a, a particular tense in Spanish that we don't have. Um, okay. Yeah. So that's what it is. It's like, it's like a, when you, when you speak Spanish, it kind of goes reverse. It kind of goes the other way. So, so that makes sense to me that uh, they would speak that way. So, but I, but I wonder, right. So what do you think about the rest of this, about the tower of Babel and the, the original speech? Do you, do you have a take oh, on that? Well, I have my thoughts initially. Like, I think our original sounds were animal sounds like moo and, you know, meow and whatever the birds do. Um, you know, birds, I was with like an ornithologist, I think they call them, on some kind of uh, sightseeing tour somewhere. And they could make like, I don't know how many bird sounds, like, you know, just to sit, to find their birds. Like they would have a book and they would, you know, try to find the birds in nature and sing to them with their, whatever they sounded like. And there were so many different, you know, whistles or, you know, cuckoo, cuckoo. <laughs> You know, so many different ways of, you know, cock-a-doodle-doo, any cock-a-doodle, whatever. Um, and, you know, so many ways that a bird, a bird can sing. That. I heard that. I'm sorry. You said You're, that okay. You're okay. That's funny. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, and then I was going to bring up the Gilda Radner song, but that's all very dirty, too. Um, uh, I'll just put the lyrics. I'll put the lyrics. You know that song? Talk the animals, the animals. Anyway, I'll, I'll I'll put that in chat. That's a little too naughty. Okay. But um, <laughs> <Please> I think <laughs> we probably made we probably made animal songs to to try to you know call to the animals that we would hunt or maybe that we would like you know or to calm them down or to run away or to warn somebody you know woof woof you know wolf or you know you know vicious whatever is, is you know up ahead. So I think we probably made more animal sounds. There are other sounds I think we would make would be like groans you know like if you hit your you know thumb on with a hammer you'd go oh you know what did you say before jesus was here i don't know whatever you know oh ouch oh you know whatever you would say when you stubbed your toe like it was groaning sounds for pain or pleasure sounds for whatever you enjoyed i think those were the original languages um you know, and then I think between birds, obviously, they have incredible communication amongst each other. And I, oh, I wanted to mention this. There was a girl named Elizabeth Anglin. She was a psychic, and she could talk to dogs or cats or any animal. They, she would know what they were thinking. And, like, uh, like she even babysat a dog, and, like, the dog had this, like, some kind of lump by his bum and um she told the owner you know you better take him to the vet there's something by his bum and the vet's like how would you know that because he took him to the vet and it was true you know how'd you know that she goes well she couldn't say well he told me you know because he would think she was nuts but i was i was i found that remarkable that she knew exactly what was wrong with the dog's health because he told her you know so i think people that can speak to animals like dog sitters they have an ability to, you know, communicate somehow tele telepathically, you know, so that the dogs all behave like when they're in his care. You know, you ever see the dogs fight when they're being walked by one of these people? Like, it's incredible how well behaved they all become. So there's got to be something there, you know, that calms the, the dogs down. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, and yeah. another thing. Yeah, go there ahead. Was one, go ahead. One more thing. Um, a woman was talking about how she had taught a dog like 80 different uh, like language behaviors. I guess they're behaviors more than sound, like um, 
speech, but a behavior could be interpreted as um, language. And also a woman had taught her baby, like she said her baby never cried because he communicated like when it was hungry, she made signs, you know, made him express itself and communicate what hunger meant, what the di wet diaper meant, the reasons that babies would cry. And her baby never cried because he would say what was wrong with it. And, and she would go, okay, we'll feed you now. And he'd go, okay, hurry up, you know, whatever. And uh, until he had verbal language, you know, that's how they communicated. So I would just want to bring those, those were my points I wanted to mention. Yeah, I think I think uh, sort of this too is be, is it becomes so we're talking about uh, the language of the birds, the initial language before the Tower of Babel. It's it seems to be the same thing as communing with nature, right? Like sort of in the same sense of exactly like you're describing, whether it can be you know maybe listening to the trees whisper to each other, right? Maybe listening Ooh. to to the what dogs say. Dogs are trying to say something when they're when they're giving you the the, the googly eyes or they're right the, the body language they're chirping or oh, they're yeah. barking they're trying to say something and so if you're in tune with that I think it is it's it's more of that um, I, I would say probably like let's add it to the to the list here of maybe not telepathic communication but some sort of communing with uh, with the natural world uh, sort of like um, I don't know like uh, I'm not even sure in t how in terms you would quantify that other than uh, maybe med like a meditative state. Uh, sort of, um, you know, being able to hear that whisper in the trees. Uh, they, they do. They communicate with each other. Uh, and so it's not, well, yeah, so it's not necessarily through the whispers, but it's through their ecosystem, through the root system, through the fungus down there. They have an entire communication system that's true, that they've, that they've uh, scientifically tested and proved. So uh, I've got an article on that, too. I'll pull it up and, and pull it up as we go and talk about this stuff. But I think you're right. I think it's not just necessarily uh, maybe etymology or things like this, or maybe just you know straight telepathy. It's uh, it's it's some other ways. It's like uh, you know uh, what does Yoda say, right? Uh, well, how will I know, Master Yoda, when you were calm, when you were at peace? That's mm. how you will know, right? It's the same sort of thing. It's like communing with nature. It tells you what you need to know. You don't have to really ask the questions. You just be passive and kind of can maybe uh, absorb some of that information. So just another take on that. But yeah, oh, sure. I, think you're, I think you're spot on with the uh, the dog stuff and the, you know, communicating with the baby. She just knew before the baby could speak. Very, very, very good stuff. Um, anything else mm. we got you on, Daryl? Well, I think Rivers, if she's around, she communicates with nature and i know she knows a lot about this if she's not too shy to call in just uh, saying <laughs> just saying just saying uh everybody's welcome to call on us uh, rivers included if you guys want to be part of the show 702-957-1037 jump in the discord hop on in come say hi um all right so uh anything else while we got you on we got a little bit more to get to here so we're going to keep on trucking we'll you keep on me. going good show great yeah. show uh do you want to stay here in the chat and listen or do you want me to move you out well you can move me on Okay. Thank you very much. You're the best, Daryl. We'll talk to you soon. Have a great night. Thanks for listening. All right. There you go. Simple as that. Uh, you can be on the show by smashing these numbers. And let's see. There you go. 702-957-1037. TroubledMinds.org. Click the Discord link and we'll put you put you on the show. All right. So anything with that, uh, with that uh, Austin, that uh, Daryl had to say? Interesting stuff, huh? Yes. It was extremely interesting. Uh I'm kind of drawing blanks. There was a couple things that I thought of, but I'm drawing blanks on it right now. It'll come naturally.
when you let it go, it always comes back, you know? Yeah, exactly. Uh, another good one here from, uh, from the Night Stalker. He, he uh, pinged me here. He says this, I'm not going to call back, but there's a take that English is actually having a negative metaphysical effect. It changes how water freezes, etc. And the example I always remember is bless you, or as an example of be less you is uh, the way that goes as an example of the, the language having opposite meanings. And there you go. Interesting. Interesting. More, more hot takes, more good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Bless you is be I'm less saying, you. There you go. And you know, people say God be less you then. What is that? When Ooh. they could say God be less you. Ooh, uh, that's a good question. Uh, like may, maybe cursing you, God, God, God making you less. <laughs> Holy smokes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't pray know. You are less. Yeah, right. Yeah, I, I don't know. But I think but I think that's part of it, right? It's part of the it's not just etymology like we say, it's not just back to the Latin roots and all this. It's the way the words are constructed. It seems to have uh sometimes a hidden meaning, right? And uh that's kind of what we're we're thinking about tonight is uh Sherry says water reacts to words in the chat here. And uh, yeah, I mean, I think this is what we're talking about, the exact same stuff here in different chats, which is, again, uh, amazing people uh, kind of tuned into the same wavelength. But, but okay, so there's more. So let me, let me just read you this real quick. Just uh, back to this. This is from karm.org. Uh, this is from the, the Quran, King Solomon, and the late Jewish, Jewish mythology. And so the reason why they call this the language of the bird, just to kind of wrap up the, the conversation in terms of where this name came from and where this idea actually originated is it's uh, again it's biblical it's beyond biblical it goes way 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 back to the time of solomon and so right here here we go there's a story in the quran about solomon and the queen of sheba recorded in surah 27 15 to 44 this is in the quran of course this fascinating story is obviously not found anywhere in the bible a in the story solomon was taught by god the language of the birds Solomon calls together an army of birds, men, and jinn, which of course are demons or spirits, and Solomon is angered to find that the hoopoe bird has not come to the assembly and threatens to have the bird killed if it does not come with a good reason for his absence. The bird soon arrives and explains that he was surveying the territory that Solomon did not possess and found a woman rolling, ruling over Saba or Sheba on a magnificent throne. Her people worship the sun instead of God. Solomon sends the message through the hoopoe bird to the queen, calling her not to be arrogant, but to come to him in submission. Her advisors are inclined against Solomon, but she rejects their advice and goes to Solomon in righteous submission. Solomon has a jinn transport her throne to his kingdom as a sign. When she reaches Solomon's palace, there is a floor made of glass, which she mistakes for water and lifts her dress to wade through it, for which she must be corrected. Okay, so there's more, uh, more stuff here with the Quran and some of this other stuff, but... But point being, right, is that uh, they say that Solomon was actually able to summon and wield the power of demons, and they they built his original temple, the original temple of Solomon. And so there's yeah. some some actual language here that's really deriving that language of the birds, that his power came from that, came from the fact that these birds have been, right, in these ecosystems for millions of years together think about that if we're talking about the the language of the birds they've been around a lot longer than humans right so they've been kind of sharing information back and forth and uh if you can just bless unto somebody the ability to speak that language basically all the knowledge of the world can come to you right sort of in that sense what do you think yeah it reminds me of the saloman or soul Oh, moon, sun, and moon, because soul goes back to sun. 
as well. So like sun, the, the knowledge of the sun and the moon, the sun, the temple of the sun and the moon, and then temp L, you get that L going on again, but temp L, you know, the, the mind there, the body is the holy temple, you know, the, the mind has an area that is called the temple and, uh, yeah, that kind of reminds me of Jacob going to speak to God. He was trying to figure out how he could come in contact with him, and then he he came in contact with God in a land that he called Peniel. Uh-oh. And there, yeah, <laughs> maybe I shouldn't go too far too far with that one. Yeah, to, uh, a little too rabbit holy, a little too rabbit holy. Because uh, again, we only have so much time. That's why I wanted to kind of keep it short with uh, some of the the things we talk about on in the first couple yeah. hours. As you know, ra- we got radio breaks and you know all that stuff. Hate to cut off people in the middle of a, middle of a point. Oh yeah, go for it. Um, but okay, so let, let's just let's just finish with this. Uh, so there's there's some other good stuff here. That uh, uh, Night Stalker has another good point. The birds are all dinosaurs. So this is actually the language of the giant monster lizards, <laughs> right? could be (laughs) there it is uh liam says there's also that saying too a little birdie told me you know when there's a secret oh my gosh Um, i have a bunch of those things like that that uh i I was looking at the etymology if anyone looks up the etymology of bird you'll find things like bird bath bird brain bird cage bird dog bird or birdie bird time bribe uh chick for example or bird uh b-u-r-d which uh, was confused with bride and uh, birth. Middle finger held up in a rude gesture. Oh, the or, bird. Uh, the bird is the middle or, finger. <laughs> or hissing to someone, hissing to someone like a goose. Or boos and hisses. You know, cat calls. Yeah, there's a, yeah, yeah. Again, like I said, if you if you kind of track down some of the originations of these stories that. Uh, who knows where this stuff came from? Maybe maybe it is based in the green language and this type of thing. Um, so think, so, uh, go ahead, go ahead. I think Daryl had a lot of good things to say about this because like there was some things that I remembered, but I re- I really feel like she said it so well that there's very little I could have even said. I can't really even remember. That's okay. All right, so I got some more. So the so now they call it the language of the birds, right? And so birds sing. Birds sing to each other. And so not only that, there, I've got this amazing story we'll get into in the third hour here. But they're, they're yeah. just just a brief of this story is, is that a bird in particular, uh, this one, one individual in the 1930s taught his bird to sing two songs, two particular songs. The bird escaped. So uh, now 60 years later, I think this is in Paris, uh, they, this same uh, breed of bird is found singing these songs generations later bird generations later that he taught this the bird how to sing these songs properly the proper way to sing right and they were great imitators i forgot the actual bird itself the the well, i've got the article we'll get to it just no time right now but point being is they taught each other through generations how to sing these songs based on this guy that taught his bird these these songs and they escaped it's crazy, man, like some of this stuff, right? And so imagine if the birds are passing from generation to generation, things like that, uh, that therein lies the power of Solomon, does it not? I think that's uh, that kind of, kind of to bring that story all the way back around as, uh, as the um, uh, something, something to that effect. Anyway, 
as we finish up, we only got a couple minutes left. So, so final thoughts while we're on the radio here, Austin. Anything, uh, anything you want to add to maybe uh, an overall theory, or uh, maybe you have social media. You got anything people want to people want to find you? Where would they find you? Where would they come say hi to Austin? Uh, well, I did not really expect that at all. I would have to say in the after parties for troubled minds for now because I just don't really have any. Uh, people coming to find me <laughs> okay so, yeah well it's not always a good thing if people are coming to find you they want to i'll be in the shooting the breeze after the show there you go and he, that's, he's in our discord yeah. just come join either this discord or the fringe discord troubleminds.org fringe.fm slash chat he's he's in both of those so you can find him in either place but okay I, I have a couple guesses for the birds it's either it's probably either the african gray herring my grandpa had one or it's one of those uh, white-looking birds that are kind of in the same family. It's like got the long hair and the yellow marking, or maybe it's one of those colorful, like greenish, yellowish ones. I'm not those sure. Those are my best guess. I've got the I've article and I got the name. I just have no time. We are literally out of time. Okay, okay. so here we go. I'm going to smash the music and we're going to finish up. This is the thing, right? Like I said, we do this Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. We try and keep it open-ended, try and keep it non-linear, try and let our minds wander. And this one is one of those ones that's just too big. We did a show on this about a year ago, and I was just fumbling with the idea of the, the green language, the language of the birds. And here we are a second time, right? And there's still so much to talk about. And uh, again, best when you guys chime in because we can get together and start to figure these things out. So that's what we do on the show. That's what it's all about. Thank you guys for listening. Thanks for hanging out with us as we finish stay tuned for joe roof lighting the void on fringe fm if you're listening anywhere else podcast feed or any of the streaming platforms stay tuned for a third hour of troubled minds be sure be strong be true thank you austin for being here with us tonight appreciate it my man it was an honor thank you thank you and you as well all right we're done thank you for listening from our troubled minds to yours Have a great night. So we are off a of fringe now. Here's what we're going to do. You guys know the drill. We are going to take a two-minute break, and we're going to come back for a third hour of Troubled Minds. We're still taking your phone calls. We're still talking about the original language, the green language, the language of the birds, the Tower of Babel, all that. Whatever you guys want to think about, is it some sort of communing with nature? Is it some sort of meditation? What's going on with this? Is it actual telepathy? Is it nothing at all? Is it something we... Uh, continue to talk about to kind of keep our minds wandering you tell me i'm open to all those things so uh if you want to be part of the show 702-957-1037 and two minute break right now two minutes and counting don't go anywhere more troubled minds in two minutes austin take a couple minute break and i'm, I'm not going to mute you now you're good because we're not going to mess up radio time or anything so two minutes be right back All right, 
Welcome back to Troubled Minds. I'm your host, Michael Strange, and we are here with our good friend Austin from Michigan, and we're talking about the green language tonight. We're talking about the the very original language before the Tower of Babel. If, uh, if humans were to speak one thing a long, long, long time ago, before the languages got busted up and spread all over the world, the world what do you think it was? We've talked about nonverbal. We've talked about uh, possible telepathy. We've talked about all kinds of differences here, and uh, maybe even some some esoteric type things like Merlin or Yoda, maybe speaking in terms of uh, backwards speech, right? Maybe not exactly backwards, but uh, reforming their grammar uh, so as to maybe make a more salient point uh, versus uh, you know some of this rambly garbage that I do when I talk. You know what I'm saying? For example, just as a good example. Good night, Fred. Thanks for hanging out with us and uh yeah uh what's up what's going on marge thanks for showing up you are late you are late uh the mocking jay from the hunger game says lazy guy x what's up uh what's going on uh, have you heard the bird is the word yep the bird 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 yeah the bird is the word what's up austin what's up buddy yeah i was just thinking about uh what if the so the original languages are backwards well what if our language is backwards and theirs is actually forward yeah that's a good question um, or, or, uh, you know, just jumbled speech, like, uh, like Derek was, uh, describing earlier that maybe it's a, it's sort of a way to, um, maybe disconnect our minds from, uh, whatever, whatever, like broken speech we speak now into something more divine, more, like more of that divine type of language. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think that's the, that's the kind of stuff that uh, makes you wonder. Um, but yeah, so, uh, so we could do more Yoda. Do you have more Yoda stuff? Uh, what do you want to talk about, man? We got all kinds of, I got all kinds of crap here I could talk about. Uh, so we left off with King Solomon. I was corrected by Vicky in the chat there. Uh, and, uh, this is where I'm, I'm glad to have you guys because Vicky says that, uh, let's see. Um, let's see that King Solomon didn't command demons. Let's see. It was, what was it? What was it? Well, let me read the con the exact comment here. Um, Solomon did not have powers over demons. He had the powers over the jinn and animals. He talked to the animals. There you go. There you go. So, like I said, correct me because, well, I'm I'm wrong most of the time. By the way, it's just uh, notice notice you can still be wrong uh, a lot and and still you know kind of uh, run a decent well, conversation. There <laughs> is okay. a book that pertains to. Solomon using spirits to do stuff without toil and the 72 lesser keys of Solomon and then there's the 72 higher keys yeah I don't think that's that's old style though I think that's newer I think that's like 1800s or 19 like early 1900s yeah something like that I, I yeah I, I don't know I thought so too actually <laughs> I thought so too I thought that was like the actual like spells that uh, Solomon you know supposedly used to uh to, yeah. to, to control the, the the powers that be, but no, it's it's a. Uh, I was corrected actually, and it's uh, I believe it's eighteen ninety or something like that, somewhere in that range, when that stuff was about. Yeah. So so anyway, I think they just named it after that. So anyway, all right. So um, so what we're doing tonight, we're talking about that, and we're taking your calls. What do you guys think about this stuff? Is it like I said? Is it uh, strange that um, we're you know we're we're thinking in terms of what an original language may have been, and not only that, is it even more weird that it may have been uh, telepathic? I find find a an odd parallel. Do you guys remember that story about the alien base and the uh, the cave and Anjali? You guys remember all that? Remember that story? Yeah. So, actually, she said that the aliens that she okay. So just uh, just the cliff notes for people that don't uh, haven't followed. We we've, we've done a couple of shows about it, but I know everybody doesn't listen to every show. 
So this Anjali person has said, now, now it, it, it traces back to this green language stuff, so bear with me. We're talking aliens now for just a sec. So this individual that worked in the intelligence, uh, the DIA for back in the Bush administration, she's now retired. She says that she actually came into contact with extraterrestrials in a cave in Southern California. All right. And she's uh, had a press conference and we talked about all this on, on a previous show. And she's now setting up an expedition with cameras on the whole deal to take alien uh, to take people to the alien base and with the aliens approval. But notably, uh, one of the main things she said the aliens have actually said to her telepathically, by the way, because that's how they communicate, is that people need to get over this language stuff and we need to learn how to telepate, uh, to, uh, to communicate telepathically. See what I did there? You get two words smash in the same mind space and you, you make up your own words. <laughs> Sometimes it's okay. Sometimes you just sound like an idiot. Well, what are you going to do? But point being is that uh, her, her, what she's describing the aliens as saying is, look, you guys have way too many misunderstandings that are just lost in translation. And you guys need to get back. They didn't say this and they didn't reference this, but this is what they're describing. You guys need to get back to some sort of telepathic communication and, uh, right. And so a return as it were to the green language. Interesting, eh? Interesting. So a uh, nice parallel with like kind of a modern story there. Uh, she hasn't turned up aliens yet. I think they're going sometime in December, but, uh, I'm rooting for her. I'm hoping she pulls a purple mantis out of that cave. Cause I will be stoked. I will be so excited. <laughs> you familiar with that story, Austin? No, I am not. Okay. So in, in any case, that's she said that's what the aliens told her, that we need to get over this language stuff and s- learn to, to communicate telepathically because it's the next step in our evolution, is what she said. So there you go. There you go. I thought it was a kind of a fascinating parallel to, to this green language stuff and where it started. Um, let's see. What else do we got? Uh, Robert says uh, on Rockfin, the reason we humans gave up telepathy for making sounds into words was we, we, we wanted to sing. We wanted to sing. Sing, sing, sing. Yeah, the birds sing, don't they? I think that's the thing. Yeah, back to the birds singing. But yeah, so... Everyone uh, has their own song. Yeah, everyone has their own song. There you go. There you go. Yeah, there's more here. Where is that, uh, where is that bird article? Uh, here we go. Here's the one. Uh, here, here, uh, this is what uh, Tam Bam was talking about earlier. And this is completely true. I'm going to post this in the chat. Again, all these links are already down on YouTube, so you can find them if you want to follow all the stuff that I kind of looked into to talk about this show tonight. And, uh, and there it is. This is from uh, Yale.edu, E360, and uh, exploring how and why trees talk to each other. All right? And so it kind of goes, it, it's an in-depth article, and it's really good stuff, but uh, the, the, it boils down to, I can read a little bit of this, but it boils down to exactly what we were describing, is that uh, there's a, they have a network. Here we go. Ecologist Suzanne Simard has shown how trees use a network of soil fungi to communicate their needs and aid neighboring plants. Now she's warning that threats like clear-cutting and climate change could disrupt these critical networks. So this is actually back in uh, September of 2016 when she wrote this, but exactly describing sort of the same things we've been talking about tonight is that, you know, if you listen to the whispering of the trees, like I was, like I was saying earlier, is that uh, they are, they're communicating with each other, not through the whisper and the rustle and the wind, but they have a network. They have an entire ecosystem network that's kind of built underneath the root structure and in with the fungi and all the rest of that stuff. So interesting, interesting, huh? Kind of makes me go, oh, maybe this is a, <laughs> maybe we're, we're as dumb as we think we humans are. 
because <laughs> it seems like everything yeah. else has seemed to figure it out, right? Yeah, they nature operates a lot like us with the clean electricity aspect. <laughs> you know, the clean electricity, uh, I, that's not very specific. I wasn't laughing but. at you. I'll, I'll tell you the comment I laughed at. But yeah, go ahead. No, you're right. So clean electricity, I know what you're saying. Go ahead. Go ahead. So electromagnetic electricity is supposed to be like explosion, micro explosion. It's supposed to be like a dirty electricity. That's why like the Amish traditionally are against those forms of electricity because traditionally they understand clean electricity and grounding you know you take your socks off and you put your feet in the grass or whatever and you walk through the forest and it's but and it has a frequency that synchronizes with your frequency and they call it grounding for a reason and it's almost like an electrician you know like if you want your battery to work better it's got to have a ground or it'll short out and it won't work Exactly, exactly. And so, and not only that, we, all, all the stuff in, inside the body is all electro, right? Uh, electronic uh, firing of, uh, you know, synapses and these things. Like, it, we're, we're all running on that stuff anyway. It's just kind of about the battery. A great, a few, yeah. great, a few great comments so here I got to read. Uh, sorry, go ahead. Go for it. Oh, I was going to get into the, what I've been learning, reading this book that helped explain it on a pretty deep level, how the human body is uh, the similarities between it and nature and how our body holds the secrets to free energy and how it operates. The being that the heart is not a pump. Rudolf Steiner said if the people, it, he, he said that he, if, oh man, I can't figure out how to word this, but if people don't figure out that the heart is not a pump, then we're like doomed because it's uh, geometrically shaped in such a way to where it creates its own vortex. And there's a museum that has a shape with the same mathematics into it as the heart has the same uh, symmetrical design. And it creates a vortex when it's put inside a cup and its own vortex, right? And then you got the veins in the body. They, they have uh, structured water, bulk water, and... Um, and then the tube, like, all creates its own charge so that your veins itself is what pushes the blood through your body, it being having some kind of electric charge or blood being plasma or just regular blood. It, and it's so, in other words, it changes the whole idea of how the body works looking at it this way, because that would mean that all your blood veins are responsible for the circulation throughout your body not not just the heart the heart and the heart's not even pumping anything it's just shaped in such a way where it creates its own vortex right yeah yeah uh, good stuff good stuff man um i can post that book it is human heart cosmic heart a doctor's quest to understand treat and prevent cardiovascular disease thomas cohen md Okay, cool. I'll post could, that in general. Please do, please do. All right, that'll be in the Discord, guys. If you haven't joined the Discord, uh, there you go. Uh, so some really great comments here. Uh, where was that one? I just took it off. Uh, Lacey said this. Hold on. Something about, uh, here we go, here we go. Uh, Lacey in the Discord says, Priscilla Dunstan teaches baby language. Babies have reflex sounds for hunger, burp, uh, comfort, it's sleepy. You can, If you can comfort before they cry, babies trust more and 
more and let's see let's see trust more and more i think yeah there's no all right cool yeah yeah good stuff thank you lacy great comment and I, I think that's part of this right part of that whole um you know everything has a language like we say dogs or animals or whatever right um uh, that's what this is kind of about it's a uh, language as we know it it seems to be you know it's it is complex for sure like i described when we began tonight you can't say hello but you can say it, you know a thousand different ways with different intentions right like you know you ever you ever notice uh, when you're around somebody that doesn't like you and they say hello to you and it's kind of like hello right <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of like you know like they got a droopy lip or something right you know what yeah, i'm saying sometimes they're clever though and they will put off this vibe that they're really close and you just know something's off you yeah know what i'm saying Have yeah well it's it, but it's still the opposite right it's it's like they're they're kind of a they're they're chipping into uh, like like the phony, right? They're they're kind of uh, dipping into that yeah. and trying to fool you, but that you, that can be detected as well. But you know, but you know, some people it, it goes both ways. But definitely, but see again, the exact same thing. We're talking about saying hello a thousand different ways. I'm talking about like telegraphing your dislike for something, and you're you're telegraphing dishonesty in the the level of dislike, and so it can go layers deep. Some of these just single words. Um, where they mean you know so many different things, and so I think this is this is really what this is all about. This this back to the language of the birds and the green language thing. It's we are kind of locked into these patterns of all of those things where we don't even need words necessarily. Probably most times, if we're paying attention, we'd be able to communicate without those things. Um, so yeah, uh, definitely good stuff. Thank you for the comment, Lacey. Uh, let's see. Uh, Lazy guy X says the word Babel originated from the biblical story from Genesis in which everyone spoke the same language. Yes, sir. You are right on. Uh, let's see. Uh, the people decided to build a tower of brick. Yep. Uh, which would reach the heavens. They were trying to make the name for themselves. According to biblical history, God seeing this went, yep, down and confused their language. Yep. Exactly what we're talking about tonight. And what was the language before that point? And this is what I laughed at when you were talking, Austin, uh, Daryl in the chat said, uh, uh, I want to telepate. <laughs> That's the word I made up. <laughs> That's made me laugh. Yeah, <laughs> I'll call him on the telephone. Tele, 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 telepate. Right? Yeah, right. The the new uh the the new uh uh whatever whatever. I don't know. I don't know. I'm enough. Telegraph. Telephone. Tele, tele, telepate. Telepate. There you go. Jennifer says Solomon had power over demons. The demons are named, and they followed from Greek, Egyptian, Jewish, Christian, Arabic, and other traditions. According to the story, he had. Command by means of a ring from the archangel Michael. There you go. There you go. Uh, Matt adds to your conversation. There you go. There you go. The heart generates its own magnetic field, he says. So, yeah, good stuff there. Yes. Good stuff there. Ah, oh, there it is. So the ring, the ring also granted him the power to speak with animals and plants. My uh, my Bible knowledge is so lacking that um, I, I'm not going to argue with anybody. You're all right. <laughs> You're all right. I have no idea. But okay, so uh, good stuff. Thank you for filling in those gaps for me because yeah, like I said, uh, when you when you kind of start kind of in in general terms, I always say I'm like a ten thousand foot view of things. If I spend too much time in the details, nothing will ever get done. So I don't spend a ton of time doing that. So uh, th yeah. though it would make me a lot smarter and these shows a lot better. My God, the amount of time you'd have to put in would be like 10x, and I just don't have 10x. <laughs> I don't have that much yeah, time. Yeah, you gotta. This shows like it, it. It's really dependent on everyone that comes in, so it works out because you can focus on what's important to keep things going, and then people can come in and they'll lay it out, and then you can lightly look over it. You know, like you get a lot of really intelligent people on here, so. Exactly so, right. I was gonna bring up Bible though. Bible, Bible, 
you know, it's the it's reverse instead of E L or it's L E. Yeah, uh, yeah. And instead of Babel, I think Babel's the other way. Babel would be B E E L. Yeah, and so Bible is L E. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what the etymology is there. Like I said, a lot of that has you know specific reasons why they did those things. What it means, I don't know. I, I'm not uh, again. I did read a book called uh, Who Wrote the Bible. If you guys have never read that, that's fascinating as hell, and it's done by a scholar from uh, UC Berkeley. And it's uh, incredible stuff. Like, I, I'm, I'm really into that. I just wish I had more time to be doing stuff like that. Um, let's see. What else do we got? Who else is in the chat? Um, let's see. Yeah, there you go. Uh, J- James says, apparently, YouTube doesn't want us talking about telepathy. Probably. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's gonna, it's going to get ta- – we're going to get taken down. <laughs> Con- content strike. Violation. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, okay, so, YouTube. Uh, what's that? And we won't need YouTube if we have telepathy. Well, yeah, we wouldn't need anything, right? We just uh, just send right. it out out oh, into the how are they us now? right out in the broadcast. Yep, yep, out in the broadcast world, we would need radio or anything else. Okay, so there's more here. There's uh, anything else to to chip into that before we keep trucking here? There's there's tons of stuff I pulled up that that kind of fit. Uh, speaking about how birds move in unison, you want to talk about that? Anytime. That always fascinates me. They they do a lot of patterns. A lot of times when they're in the thousands, I see them moving, and it looks like a wave. Yep. And I brought this up before, and uh, Night Stalker, Derek, touched on this. By the way, we're taking your phone calls, guys. What, what's your take on this? Again, like I said, sometimes we're a little bit way out there. Sometimes we're a little less. But uh, tonight, we're kind of way out there. We're, we're speculating on history and the the very beginning of human communication and what it looked like even before that moment. So if uh, yeah. you have a, uh, you have ideas on this, uh, give us a call. We have open lines and we're talking, uh, we've got a discord here. We've uh, I'm on discord with Austin and we're just uh, kind of going through some of the stuff that really sort of makes a compelling narrative on what's happening with this. And if you want to be part of the show, 702-957-1037, that's 702-957-1037, troubledminds.org. Click the discord link and get on in here. Come say hi. Uh, bird's eye view. Bird's eye view. There you go. There's another one. All right. So check this out. Now this is pretty. This is pretty cool. Uh, I did link this, and so this is from EarthSky.org, and this is exactly the thing. Starlings, right? They've got a, a, a photograph of star, thousands of starlings here in the sky. It's actually a YouTube video. I'm not going to play it for copyright reasons, because you know it's a, it's a trap. It's a trap. But uh, here we go. We this is a, again. Uh, I linked it in the chat. We've all seen flocks of birds wheeling and swooping in unison, as if choreographed. How do they do this? Zoologists say they aren't simply following a leader or their neighbors. If they were, the reaction time of each bird would be need to be incredibly fast, faster than birds actually do react, according to scientists who have studied the reaction times of individual birds in laboratory settings. The classic research on how flocking birds move in unison comes from zoologist Wayne Potts, who published in the journal Nature in 1984. His work showed that bird in flocks don't just follow a leader or their neighbors. Instead, they anticipate sudden changes in the flock's direction of motion. So interesting. What is that? What is that? Does that mean it's a sort of a, 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 a way that they are maybe time traveling of sorts? They're, they know what's coming next. They anticipate it. What the hell is that? Uh, so he says, it, it continues, and he said, once a change in direction begins in the flock, it then spreads through the flock in a wave. 
right? So they're not reacting to it. They're anticipating it. And the change in behavior kind of whips through it like a, like a wave, like uh, Austin described there. So the propagation of this maneuver wave, as he called it, begins relatively slowly but can reach speeds three times faster than would be possible if birds were simply reacting to their immediate neighbors. Potts called this ability among flocking birds the chorus line hypothesis. That is, he said, birds are like dancers who see an approaching leg kick when it's still down the line and anticipate what to do. He said, quote, these propagation speeds appear to be achieved in much the same way as they are in a human chorus line. Individuals observe the approaching maneuver wave and time their own execution to coincide with its arrival. And so he used high-speed film and a frame-by-frame analysis on flocks of red-backed sandpipers uh, to conduct this study. And he found that the flock typically responded only to birds that banked into the flock rather than away from it. So there you go. There you go. Interestingly, uh, I don't know, hot take on that, Austin. Looking to hear from you guys. What do you think about this stuff? Good night, Bill. Thanks for hanging out with us, man. Yeah, I think it's... um it has to do with our magnetic fields of the planet as well, because birds are very antenna-like, and they can pick up on the magnetic field. That's well known. The yeah. magnet, how they pick up on the magnetic fields. True, but now they're anticipating what happens next. So, so who who's leading the charge? Right, they're not following a leader or their neighbor per se. They're actually sensing the the wave as it happens and kind of anticipating their place in that wave. So maybe. When they are not going in a like direction uh, magnetically driven, maybe they're just practicing getting in sync before they do that, before they actually migrate. You know, when you see them flying in circles and then they're gone. Yeah, yeah, it could be. Looking for theories, guys. What do you think about this stuff? I have no idea. This is what I mean. Is is this what they mean by the language of the birds? Some sort of a, a nonverbal communication when these things fly around. Like I said before, the guy taught... I've got that article here somewhere. I'll find it. So the guy taught his bird to sing these two particular songs, and generations down the line in the same species of bird in the same town, after the bird escaped, birds were still in the wild singing these songs. Eh, something there, right? These birds are teaching things. Down the line, and yeah, there you go. Uh, is Ra'el. Uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> Don't do it. Oh, uh, yeah, that's the one I didn't do. I didn't do that one. <laughs> let's, not, let's not do that. Let's not do that. Uh, but okay, yeah, just because I know I know it, uh, it It triggers people, and uh, it, it's, uh, it is divisive, let's say. But yes, I get, I get what you're saying. Good stuff there. Uh, what's up, Dirty Durr says, uh, I have AI... Tele- telephone apathy, telephone AI telephone apathy. Does that mean they're just watching you? <laughs> uh, yes, uh, yes, uh, yes. There you go. Wish Rockfin had an edit button. Uh, send that to uh, Jaime. He seems to be pretty receptive to uh, to uh, yeah. Check it out. Uh, Robert says, when we realize in time that we were the original robots created by the God to do the work while the gods sat their lazy asses on their thrones until we developed self-awareness and turned on our creators, now we are creating robots to do our work. And history repeats itself. (laughs) I like it. I like it. I like the theories. Uh, This is one from Hey You in the chat says, Mike, birds aren't real, Mike. (laughs) There we go. Birds aren't real. I've heard that. I've heard that. Have you heard that, Austin? Birds aren't real? Yeah, I heard that before we did the show. I don't remember who said that. But I thought it was uh, funny at the time. But now it's like I'm just thinking about it now. 
Right, right. All good. All right, looking to hear from you guys. What do you think about this stuff? Like I said, are you bored? This happened last time, too, when I did the show. Like, it seemed like people were bored with the conversation. I don't know. It's it's so deep and so rich. I think maybe that's a... I'm not sure. Like, it's it's kind of hard to maybe put into words exactly what you think and how you think of this. Uh, th- th- maybe that's part of it. Or maybe maybe people are bored with it. Uh, I think it's fascinating as hell. I could talk about this all week long, to be honest, and just kind of s- trim out, like, these different slices of things that I've pulled out in articles and, like, kind of go in-depth on each one. Because it seems, it seems that, that deep. It's just, I think it's hard to kind of bring it back to the original message, which, of course, is the, what was the language, the, the language of angels, right? That probably makes more sense to people. The language before humans were, you know, broken up in that Tower of Babel story. And, you know, when you say the green language and the language of the birds. Um, so let's actually pull up why they call it that stuff. Uh, let's see. Here we go. There's some pretty good stuff here. Uh, where's that Crystal Links one? There's the Crystal Links one divine language of the birds there's all kinds of stuff yeah there's a so actually if you look at bird language itself uh here's it, s- subtle things eye contact personal space tone of voice the volume overall energy and emotion and body language right so there's there's all these studies on um, birds themselves and exactly how they do this stuff and so it's uh like i said the, the more you kind of dig into this the more of a rabbit hole it becomes because there's a there's a ton a ton of information here uh, what else do we got? Let's see. Where's that one? This I want to bring up that Crystal Links thing because it was fantastic uh, describing this. Is that the one? No. And there's these old stories too. Oh, oh. Speaking of which, so okay. So the language of the birds, right? So they sing to each other, right? Most of the time, birds are singing uh, when they're happy and in the morning, right? When they're communicating, right? Like kind of bliss. It's sort of that type of thing. And you know, some mimic well and the rest of this. But that singing sensation that comes from birds is more of a happy tone, right? And they're kind of just uh, chattering, chirping, and you know, you can sense it without even knowing what they're saying. You can kind of sense it, right? But then, so the language of the birds becomes, because they're singing to each other, it also becomes the language of the bards. The bards. You know the bards, Austin? Language of the bards. I haven't heard of the bards, but that reminds me of the bar. Uh, not quite the bar. The bard is a, <laughs> a singer, a troubadour, a, of, of people that would uh, travel and uh, sing songs, right? It's how... It's oh, how, uh, Christmas carols kind of but uh right it would be more like uh like folk songs and things like this and so if like let's say austin the mighty did a did a deed and killed like the 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 mighty bull of whatever the minotaur or something uh the the, in in that area the the way word would travel back in the old old days is uh the bard would take it they'd write a song about it and then they'd travel and then they'd sing that song in different taverns and like you said bars maybe and uh kind of spread the word so it was more of like a musical tradition and how they spread the word kind of through uh through um through the through the countryside and so it is sort of the same thing but but it is uh it is i don't know i think in, in those terms it's yeah the bards the language of the bards is the it reminds same me of bronze barden okay continue, <laughs> continue. <laughs> bronze barden yeah. author of uh the initiation into hermetics he's uh, it's supposed to be a a training manual for the practice of the mental extension through the mind uh basically through practice meditation trained meditation with uh strict steps it's supposed to extend your mind like you would do workouts like you work your way up in weights it's like that it's pretty organized gotcha. but he was like he was like 
the closest thing to a real Jedi that I could ever find in history, clo- closest to now. Like, Hitler heard about him, and he had his best men go get him, and what they did was is they actually cut off their whole platoon, and they captured their whole platoon because they wanted this guy so bad. And they did, and they locked him up, and they, he, Hitler wanted to test to see how invincible this guy was. So uh, he let all of his people, his whole platoon, starve to death except for one guy, and uh, which was Franz's friend. It, it was his buddy that he picked uh, uh, that sought after his knowledge, and they were like collecting moisture off the walls and surviving off of it. And uh, and then he learned so much from him that he decided to. He was like, "Forget it. I'm not waiting anymore." He's like, "I'm breaking out," and he hypnotized the guards, and he hypnotized the guards and almost got out, but. The hypnosis only lasted so long that he got caught, and then they killed him. And and then uh, Franz was still there, and uh, then the Allies finally came, and Franz was released. They saved him, huh? Nice. Yeah, nice. he. It's like he was. Yeah, I don't know how to explain it, but it, it's like he accepted, like destiny. But he was like. I don't know what it was about him. I could only imagine the conversation in the cell, you know? Like, he was like, no, don't do it. You're impatient. He was probably like, patience you must have. And he's like, no, I'm not waiting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So we got, we got Jay waiting to go to. We got a phone call before that. So let's, uh, let's go to this call. Uh, go ahead and catch up, Jay. Uh, I'm not sure who this is. You're on Trouble Minds with Mike and Austin. What's your first name? Where are you calling from? Hey, it's nice to talk again. I lied. I called back. Oh, what's up, buddy? <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> Welcome back. I'll be real quick. This is my second time. But um, you're fine. You're I just fine. I wanted to add the idea of the uh, like the. I wonder if it's connected to the um, like the idea of the songs of the spheres or the sounds of the spheres that like each planet has its own like natural tone to it, and perhaps like birds and trees and stuff are like tendrils, like they're connected to that that original like. Um, song of the sphere you know like uh, i like the way you described the, how the trees use fungus to communicate like through the network i wonder if like nature itself the earth the earth body itself is using like um like birds like gets like as consciousness like progresses outwards you could kind of like farther farther away from the source you know but like the, like, like the way they move like remind, even like i guess like, it's like so long outside so it's like kind of smoking and just watching the animals and stuff and even like the way like squirrels where uh, like birds that are like on the ground operate, it almost looks like they're looking for worms and stuff in their own little zones. Like it's all one mind, kind of like reaching out with like a bunch of different tendrils in order to like do whatever like, whatever it has to do. And we've kind of like we see that in we collective uh, collective consciousness glimpses, but it's like much more removed because we have like we've separated ourselves a little bit. Like language itself. Is, is symbols to represent words. It's like separating, it's separating the, that immediate thing, like what it really is, and replacing it with a symbol. Um, so, like, with the whole alien connection, like, that we have to evolve the ability to, to be telepathic, perhaps we did lose it, and it is like the Kali Yuga, the idea of these Yugas, where, like, it's like a sine wave, where we, like, ebb and flow, and then in the past, we, did, we were telepathic, we lost it, we went down to, like, we had, had amnesia or whatever. We lost, we lost everything. We started, we started using grunts and animal noises and stuff. And we have to build back up to the telepathy. And that's kind of what maybe we're doing with, like, emojis and stuff and, like, the Internet, you know? Because, like, I don't know. People can, like, read each other even via the Internet. If, like, if you were to, like, 
watch like a person who's not very internet literate try to communicate versus somebody who's always online, you can see the difference, like a little bit, whatever that is. Um, I don't know. But I figured that all that's kind of interesting. Great job, you guys. Really cool show tonight. Thank you. Appreciate it, my man. Thank you for calling. Anything else while we got you on? Uh, oh, great fun. stuff. I got to figure out a way to charge his phone uh, so I can pop in the uh, after show. Okay. <laughs> I got a little, uh, possible name for the after show. Like uh, outside our minds or outside the minds, you know, because of the trouble, trouble mind after show. Nice. Yeah. I like it. Outside the minds. I like it. Let's yeah. do it. Let's book it. Something like that. All right. Better, guys. Great right stuff. Thanks, Derek. Appreciate the call. Always great stuff. There you go. There's a Night Stalker calling back. Uh, he, he's at work. He's at work, and he's like, uh, hey, uh, he's taking some time out, uh, hiding around the corner so he can call in and tell us about some amazing stuff. So I do like it. Maybe so the the musical instance, too, right? So when you think about, like I said, birds singing in that sense, uh, back to Tolkien, uh, if you've ever read The Cimmerillion, and uh, Tolkien was a linguist, right? J.R.R. Tolkien, who wrote The Lord of the Rings. He, uh, he started his creation story with music it was uh you know the 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 elder gods singing in this um in this space like this this universal space that had yet to be filled and so it was this beautiful sound of uh, just being right like of lo- the 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 beauty before life it was uh, kind of described in that way and so uh and then of course right like in any story there has to be a dark side and so uh, there, there became one person. His name was Melkor, I believe. And this is from Lord of the Rings. Like I said, I'm a giant nerd. I promise you. You guys already know. But, but uh, Melkor started to sing discordantly. He started to change the dynamic of the beautiful sound that was to bring about life in the universe. And of course. He became the enemy, right? Everybody, there's always got to be one, right? That steps out of line. <laughs> always got to be one, right? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, anything uh, Anything vibe with you there, Austin? We got some other calls to take here. Uh, looks like James jumped back in there. Uh, good stuff. We got some chat to read. You there, buddy? You with me? Yep. All right, all right. So we got, uh, there's more, more chat to read. Here we go. We're going to do this. Uh, we've got, uh, uh, Hal says, birds have talked to me when I've been in other states of mind. Well, there you go. Maybe, maybe you know the language of the birds. Jennifer adds, maybe it's figurative, as in people spoke to each other in some more natural way, and we were able to understand one another more clearly. Continuing, because it doesn't seem like animals are confused by one another, birds do not misunderstand what another bird means. And uh, they communicate very clearly without confusion. And so there you go. So is it, uh, again, is it uh, maybe not literal? Maybe it's uh, kind of a back to a, back to a, a figurative version of the same the same concept, maybe, right? Um, yeah, good stuff. Uh, let's see. The creation story in the Cimmerillion is so beautiful and so metal. There you go. Metal. If you guys haven't read uh, Tolkien, he's, uh, I, think, I think he was trying to figure it out. He was trying to be that guy. Let's see. What else do we got? Uh, birds will fight other birds over territory and food, says Robert. Um, yep. Tone deaf in a universal chorus. It's, a, it's, it's terrible. The singer, right? Yeah. Check it out. Melkor is the guy. I'm pretty sure he was the guy. Uh, so anyway, there we go. We're going to keep on trucking. More, more com- comments to read. Let's go to James. James Salcedo. What's up, buddy? Are you back there for a reason? You got some stuff to say? Yeah. Welcome back. Yeah, well, it's, it, thank you. I was just thinking about um, talking about the way birds uh, move through the air and everything and how they move in waves and everything. And um, it just had me thinking again of, um, of like the whole, almost like the other night, the whole, um, the, the electromagnetic electromagnetism, the energy, the, the magnetic fields and all that stuff. And I wonder if they can use that energy somehow to communicate. 
Ah, interesting. The original wireless. And that's <laughs> so. That's just why I'm wondering if that has something to do with it. Yeah, it's a thought. It's a thought. Uh, they're clearly using the electromagnetic field somehow to communicate with their the way they migrate. That, I think that's been proven yeah. for sure, and how they stay yeah. in formation and those waves and all the rest of that. So I wonder. I wonder, man. I wonder if there's a more of a actual kind of a woo woo um, way to, to to kind of write that in using uh, like maybe science in the electromagnetic field. I like it, man. Great theory. I dig. Yeah. It. So that was it. I'll get going, but that was it. Thank you. All right. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, James. There we go. Uh, like I said, you guys are welcome. That's why we do the third hour to kind of let it devolve into whatever it ends up being, right? Whatever, let our minds wander. Maybe a second idea comes around and the rest of this. So we're just kind of kicking it, uh, reading the chat and hanging out. Uh, lots, of, lots of great folks in the chat and making great comments. You guys are making me laugh. Yeah. <laughs> Sherry, have a good night. Thanks for hanging out with us. All right. So, uh, what else do we got? Uh, keep reading the chat and keep going to, uh, to, to the calls. Uh, anything else, Austin, real quick? We got, we got, uh, Rohan on the line. We're going to go to him and then we'll go to Jay after that. Yeah, let's, just, let's just roll through. Let's roll it. Bang, bang. Yeah, those are good colors. Bang, I mean, bang. We get all, all good colors, but, uh, I'm really interested in the next two. Okay, let's do it. Let's go to Rohan, the mighty Rohan. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Jay was there first, though. I know. Jay, Jay stays for the outro. Jay's the outro. So he, basically, we oh, do it okay. this way because he, he, he starts listening late. Then he, listens on, <laughs> All right. he listens on double time, and then we let him time to catch up, and then he, he comments at the end. We, we, got, we got a system here, man. The mighty Rohan. <laughs> yeah. The mighty Rohan. I'm new to it. Welcome to the show. What's going on, bro? How you doing? Good. All right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a good show, man. So, yeah, uh, it's all right. Because I was, I was reading, I just got that book. I think I told you I got that book about the, the box saga, which is about an ancient language, mysterious language. So this is interesting, because once I read that, you never know, I might be able to make some links. But, yeah. But, yeah, I got a couple of comments on uh, on things, if that's all right. <laughs> Yeah, of course. Uh, real quick, real quick before you go, we're we're getting an algo raid, algorithm. Send a, send a bunch of folks over here. Thank you guys. Welcome to the show, uh, uh, algo. If you're there, I I took a look at your channel. Uh, we'll talk. We'll talk. Thanks guys for coming over. I see you guys there. Everybody popped in the chat saying they came over from algorithms channel. Thanks guys. Appreciate. it. Go right ahead, Rohan. Ooh. Give us some theories. Oh, I'm taking notes. Hang on, it's algorithm. Got it. Yeah. Got anyway. It. <laughs> Got it. Yeah. Yeah. Credo Mutua, you've heard of him? You've heard of David Icke, haven't you? No, everyone's heard of David Icke, I For think, sure. in this game. Yeah. yeah. For Andrew sure. Maxwell. Yeah, George yeah, Maxwell those people. Got a lot of his stuff from David Icke. Yeah, well, David Icke. Vice versa. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, that's it. Because, yeah, Jordan Maxwell was going before, wasn't it? But I know that um, David Icke, when Addy's revelation, because he used to be a, a sports person, a sports pundit, he was a professional goalkeeper. And then he just gave it all up one day and then everyone, you know, dissed him. But he went off to Africa and he spoke to, um, he got talking to Zulu Nation people and he got, he got friends with the spiritual leader, Credo Mutwa. Yeah. Credo Mutwa told him the shamanistic history of Africa. And he said, look, we didn't used to use language. We used to be telepathic until a bunch of people come along and messed it up. And he said, we used to be, literally be able to do that just like Solomon. He said, we used to be able to walk out to the jungle and think, right, we needed deer to eat for the village and call it out over heads. And that deer would come along and it would just kneel down and get ready to be killed. And then so people only so used to call the animal, wanted to give itself up, so they'd only slaughter that one animal because that's all they need. 
and he said it was all like harmonious. Do you know what I mean? And I thought well, that's wow. that's that's interesting, right? And then also, I remember Richard Hoagland, you probably all heard of him, the NASA space historian, okay? He claims that those astronauts, when they first went up there, he says they had a bit of a problem with filtering the light because he said the reason NASA put gold on plastic for the visors, he says people think it's a heat shield. It's not. He said it helps filter light in the blue spectrum so you can be on the moon and see things a bit better with too much reflection. But he said also one of the main reasons that they didn't tell you is that when you're outside of the atmosphere and all those cosmic rays are hitting you with no pollutants and stuff, he reckons that the cosmic rays will bounce off your retina and show you symbols. And he said it was distracting astronauts doing spacewalks, so they needed to filter them out because you don't want random Whoa. cosmic symbols appearing on your retina, do you? So I wonder if wow. is that the green language? Is there a universal cosmic language? Is the question. That makes me think about there's a civilization that was supposedly wiped out that didn't need food or anything. It just got its energy and food from the sun, like plants. Did you hear oh, about I've that? not heard of them. I've, not, I've heard of sun eaters, though. I don't mean I don't mean like something that eats the sun. I mean people that will stare at the sun when it first rises, when it's orange, before it turns yellow, because then it's bad for your eyes. But when it's orange and red, it won't damage your eyes. And people reckon they yeah. can stare at the sun every morning and then not need food. And there was a guy. There was a guy. I think it was from India. There was a guy that was one of those people that didn't eat. And he went into a lab. I don't remember his name. You can probably look it up. But he went to a lab for about three or four months. And they were studying him. He didn't. He didn't. He, he didn't defecate. Had him there for about four months, and it only ended because he got bored and went home. Do you know what I'm saying? I so, remember that. I and if you look at yeah, remember that story? Oh, yeah. it's not just in my imagination, there. Thank God. Yeah, right. Exactly. Right. <laughs> yeah, I'm the same way. I'm like, I'm like, wait, am I am I mixing shit together? And this is actually from a comic book? Like, shit, I don't know anymore. <laughs> oh, I've done that. Do you know, I did that once, Mike. I started telling someone a story, then I was like, oh, hang on, it wasn't real. <laughs> wait, wait, like, wait, my bad, my bad. It wasn't real. <laughs> <laughs> no, that one is them, folks. That, that one's real. That one's yeah. I've heard of it. I've heard of it. I've heard of the guy exactly. Uh, I, I don't know. I think that's the thing, right? Like, is, so so back. Uh, we got a bunch of new people showing up. The conversation tonight is this. Just reframe it real quick. Was there a perfect language before the Tower of Babel? That's what we're talking about. And if it, if so, what, what what does that look like? Was it a nonverbal sort of communication? Was it a uh, more of a uh, you know telepathy sort of situation? Was it an actual language itself? They called it the language of the angels. They called it the green language, the language of the birds. And is it uh, maybe something that still exists in nature? It's uh, all the things we're kind of considering tonight as we talk about this stuff. Had uh, tons of great takes here. Derek adds in the chat real quick. Was the uh, is the mag magnetic field tied to the songs of the spheres? And maybe, right? <laughs> maybe, right? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, go ahead, Rohan. You were on a roll before I uh, stopped you there. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, you're right. No. Well, interesting segue on that one, actually. Because, uh, I mean, again, this is Billy Meyer. You probably heard of him, too. I read the contact notes, right? I mean, take it for what you will. But I remember him saying in there, just an interesting little side note. He was asking the Pleiadians about music and if they do music. And they said, yeah, we do. But we uh, we take the sounds of planets and moons and try to make arrangements out of them. So I thought, well, that'd be interesting, wouldn't it? We could do that. Yeah, there's clips on NASA's web. Uh, NASA's got a SoundCloud that they got radio emissions from the Earth and from Saturn. And it's like, whoa, it sounds like a weird. It, you could put it in a remix for sure. I'm sure there's people that have. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, that's an idea there. That's maybe, a, maybe yeah, interesting, interesting yeah, stuff. About <laughs> Rohan and I have been kicking around some music. Maybe we're about to put that in a remix. <laughs> yeah. Why you know, what it's going to sound like, I've uh, worked with steel before, and you, you tap, uh, you get like an I-beam or a big cantilever, like a tube of steel, and you tap it with the hammer lightly, and that's what Saturn sounds like, I swear to God. Same thing. Oh, I, I love that kind of stuff. I like Aphex Twin, if anyone's, if Richard D. James, if anyone's heard of him. So he's like the Mozart techno. He uses drills and all sorts, man. Just, it's just you know, for sounds. Yeah, it's great. Exactly. The sound Lab is a... Daryl's yeah, he lives great. in a bank vault. Does he live in a that's, bank vault? That's class. He literally he bought a bank, bank vault for a studio. Do you know what I'm saying? Drives around in a tank. It's just one. Of, he only does interviews in a graveyard. He's just one of those kind of guys. <laughs> wow, what a character! That's that's a character. Uh, Daryl's got a great question here in the chat. What would the written word look like if a perfect language existed? Mm. Oh, synesthesia is what you need there, because that's the thing that this, I'm telling you, you need ayahuasca for that, because those ayahuasca Peruvian rituals, man, I'm telling you, they all see the same thing. And then there's no arguments, because they see it as a three-dimensional yeah, wow. object. You can't argue about it. You can all look at it. I've read a lot on the ayahuasca. They, they say the reason why that's not going to get popular is because of the pharmaceuticals. Uh, yep hold on modern medicine and that everybody they don't want ayahuasca because ayahuasca they say is too cruel that's what they say it's too (laughs) cruel of a practice wait wait who the machine elves who who says that (laughs) yeah whatever the the pharma rats whatever you want to call them uh Oh, the, oh, yeah, you mean the doctors? Yeah. The doctors? <laughs> yeah, well, also, like, how many people would be okay with pooping themselves and throwing up all their, uh, all exactly. their negative emotions, you know? Because exactly, that's what they exactly. say. The, the natives wrote that that's what happens when you take it, is that all your negative emotions are purged out every hole you have. Ooh, great and, purge. Yeah. yeah. You have to be ready for that. Yeah, you got yeah. to you got to let it all go. Graham Hancock said he had to do that. He says it's not fun, you know. <laughs> but afterwards, they said that they're able to recall their tragic memories without any negative emotion attached to it, and their memory overall improved. Really? Yeah, I've seen a lot of positives with, uh, especially vets with PTSD. That's where I've seen the most positive. Stuff yeah, about it. yeah, yeah. There's a lot of stuff with that. LSD worked really great for alcoholics when they did studies of that because it puts yourself in a psychotherapy chair. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think uh, ibogaine. Yeah, ibogaine. I think it worked for um, heroin addicts, but they say it's the worst 24 hours of your life. You know, MDMA was used for counselling couples. You know. Oh, and, and you know what? MDMA is in saffron oil. The sassafras rhubarb, the tree, the sassafras rhubarb. Yeah. Chop it up and make saffron, a yellow oil, which has MDMA in it. And they used Ooh, it historically. They used it historically to talk to the gods, like when the women were priests. They would use it to talk to the gods, like in Atlantis, supposedly as well. Well, I think I think what a lot of these bits are coming around to then is that they're about. So, what are all these things are doing? They're all changing their communication, aren't they? That's what they're all doing. They're getting to the communication of the root of the problems for a different method. You know, that's why I bring it up. I'm so glad you did, Rohan. Uh, I would never shut up, though. I, I know I got to be careful because I love when Rohan comes on. I I just want to say like a thousand things. 
It's all good. We got to, <laughs> God willing, we got tomorrow. We'll, we'll keep on trucking, keep on talking about this stuff. We, we, we are getting low on time here. We've been at it for three hours. So the way this goes, guys, is we do a couple hours on the radio, then we do a third hour off for this reason, so we can just get together, kind of kick it more like friends, less like a radio show, and just uh, having a great conversation about all kinds of things. Allison in the chat says, our languages are connected. The channel Chiron, C-H-I-R-O-N, Chiron Last has great videos on it. There you go. I haven't heard of that channel. Another one to check out. Another one to check out. Definitely good stuff. Um, uh, Ronnie says, I guess they didn't have auto-tune. <laughs> I guess maybe not. I guess maybe not. I don't know. Any other theories there, Rohan, before we uh, bring in uh, Jay and wrap this sucker up? Yeah. One last one, right? Birds have got two voice boxes. That's why they make so complex sounds, right? So then it meant, then I only just thought this, just this moment. Maybe that's why the Gnostics used to work in pairs or fours or eights. Do you know what I mean? Maybe you need two voice boxes to make the language up. Who knows? Ah, or, right, or maybe it's uh, in tune with all of those things, right? You need, like, the two different mm. whatever's going on, plus the... Uh, yeah, it was always male and female as well, yeah. Plus the ele- electromagnetic sort of a vibe that, that they maybe they communicate through. Yeah, uh, thanks again to Algo Rhythm. Everybody follow Algo Rhythm. That's a, just type it just like it sounds. Algo and the name Rhythm, uh, like dancing rhythm. He sent a bunch of folks over. Thank, welcome everybody. A bunch of new people here. Follow him back. I was checking out his channel today. He's over there doing God's work. Also, he's doing his best, and we're we're doing the same thing. Trying to just trying to get people together instead of tearing people apart. He's uh, he's definitely on on that program, and uh, I appreciate him quite a bit. Thank you, thank you, for everybody who came over from that channel. Very, 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 very good stuff. Um, uh, let's uh, let's go to Jay. Uh, Matt says that they found ayahuasca by listening to the plants. Did they really? I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, you can put you can drop plants in it in the brew, and then once it's made, when you take the brew, it will tell you the extra plant you put in it. It will like, analyze it for you and tell you what it can be used for. That's how they know. That's really? how they know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I tried to get blues. I tried to get the pharmaceutical. I was a massive Walgreens bought a massive pharmaceutical company in my city, and I tried to tell him about that and say you can make cancer treatments. Go and go. Just send four people to go and get high, and they'll come back with free cancer treatments. You'll make a bank of money, and they, they you know, didn't care, did they? You know. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Be careful how you word that. Supposedly, right? Supposedly, magic mushrooms are the best. Supposedly, yeah. Well, no, what I'm saying was, what I'm saying <laughs> was, is YouTube, that we're on YouTube, guys. These, these, on YouTube. No, but these, em, no, these emphogens are banned from being studied. That's why I say it because of the controlled substances. So what I'm saying is, if you go and test them in labs, like um, uh, Dr. Straussman got to, he got the only license to study DMT. And he called it the spirit molecule. What I'm saying is, don't go and take drugs. I'm saying, go and study these things and find out if they've got uses instead of just banning them. You know what I'm saying? That's all I'm saying. Yeah, right. Just to be clear. Holistics. Ah, uh, holistics. Yeah. Uh, there's, a, there's a whole... Um, I'll find it. I, I'll link it in the chat. There's actually a, a famous talk show host who's a, an epidemiologist and a... Uh, he's very old now, 84, 85. He's, he, he's almost retired. He's still got a podcast, but his name is Michael Savage. And he did exactly that. He, uh, he said he had his life experience was that his parents both died early of heart attacks. And he knew that was going to be the way he went early. And he spent his entire youth traveling all around the world trying to find medicines to combat this, but holistically. So he would go like meet with yeah. people in, in, uh, like like the natives, native tribes in places that have you know barely had contact with the the modern world, 
and uh, he would find their old ways of doing these things. And uh, he wrote an entire book about it. I'll dig it up and find it. But yeah, uh, there's people that have done it. There's people who have done it. It's just like you said. It's uh, it's kind of been. It's been restricted, hasn't it? There's some things you're not allowed to talk it's about. It's a shame. It's a shame, yeah. Yeah. It's a shame. It All right. We're, uh, we're going to bring in Jay. You're welcome to stay, Rohan. Let's uh, do this. Jay. Jay in New York. What's happening, my friend? How are you? Austin, Rohan, everybody who's still here, everybody who's listening. Oh, my God. What a show. Thank you. That's, <laughs> you yeah, I, I really do. Um, I don't even know where to start. I'll start with something funny. Um, the half of my family is Polish, and whenever somebody was being a dumbass, we always used to call him Nimrod. Just I, <laughs> well, because <laughs> I, I just I'm like listening to that, and I'm looking at the things that the people are putting in the general and stuff like that about Nimrod and you know the slave and demons and all that. You know, it's just wow, what a hell of a conversation this is. And the other thing that I really wanted to bring up is that I went to a church of God for a time there. The Polacks quit the Catholic church for obvious political reasons. And they all ended up going to a church of God for a couple of two or three years. And those people actually spoke in tongues and got the Holy Spirit and shook and would pray for a translation of the it was babble oh dude 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 i didn't even uh, think of it maybe speaking in tongues is the original language <laughs> it, it, it was and i was a kid so you know you don't really know how much you believe it but when everything when it happens and even if it was I don't want to say this because I don't want to offend anybody religiously or anything else like that, but if it was coerced maybe in some way to happen at a particular time during the sermon, it was a moving thought through the entire congregation. I mean, you could feel the hair stand up on your whole body. It was just, it was, it was weird. Um, evidently, I babbled once. And didn't even know it. Really? It happened to you? Yeah. No, I I was the babbler. And seriously? You you actually I had no idea and speak in tongues? The whole thing happened to you? I don't remember any of it. I remember the people translating what I babbled. Wow. But I don't remember the babble. And we quit the church after that. You black out then. It was seamless. For me. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. It's like you're frozen on hold. <laughs> and, <laughs> Please hold. <laughs> yeah. God's taking over right now. He's got some babble. He's got to put out to these Bible beaters that, you know, don't dance and can't wear makeup and girls wear skirts. And how rude. <laughs> all that. How rude. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. Yeah. What's uh, speaking in tongues? I try not to think of that, but that's probably why I didn't think of it. What's up? Shout out to algorithm. Hey man, uh, I checked out your channel, man. We'll talk. Uh, thank you so much for sending folks over everybody. Algorithm. I got him up on the screen. Go follow him on YouTube, please. Uh, give it, give it a follow back. Algo, just like it sounds a L G O space rhythm. R H Y T H M. Thank you, my friend. I appreciate that. Uh, sorry. He's the guy from California or Colorado, right? Yes. Yes. His name's Mike. All right. I just find fellow. I, I just 
I'm trying to give myself like a little Menza test here with remembering names and stuff like that because I'm horrible at it. You know, I read these books and stuff like that. There's no way I could quote them or anything else like that because I don't remember who Same the people here. are. I, I'm the worst with my memory. I struggle. You guys see me struggle with it every night for three hours at a time. <laughs> I do my best, but you can't remember everything. But yeah, but we have a hell of a conversations. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Well. Hopefully. Hopefully. Here we go. We got it. We got rave. Here. That's for the rave. That's for the rave. Here we go. We got a. Uh, we got. We here's the link. Everybody, go follow our friend, Algorithm Mike. There you go. Appreciate yeah, it. Speaking of Kung's thing, it could also be channeling, like in ancient Japan, they talk of that of channeling. One of the coolest things that you say ancient Japan is they have a thing called Sate Numa. Um, I'm probably saying it wrong because I'm not Japanese, but. It's about being one with the earth. And it's the way that I learned about it is because I'm interested in buildings because I'm a carpenter, but that's how they build their buildings. You keep the things local with the area that it's in because they're not going to rot the same. They're not going to, because it's the local area. You, you want the materials that you're building your thing out, build out of the things that were built there forever and ever, you know, it's just one of those simple things like that is being in touch with every the earth and the nature and all of it are you know I've taught my kids how to hold bumblebees you know you take a little sugar water and you sprinkle it on their hand and just hold your hand out there kind of still and the bumblebee will land on your hand and check you out eye to eye like he's licking out the sugar water you know, the butterflies, you know, all those kind of things. Ah, the, so, so teaching your kids how to commune with nature. Is that the original language, my friend? I've always been a huge fan of, you know, communicating with, you know, when you see deer in the apple orchards and stuff like that in Ohio and stuff like that, and it's not hunting season, you could probably pet them you know, walk right up there and touch them. The ducks down by the river here in Binghamton where everybody feeds them and everything else like that, if you walk down there with a loaf of bread, they'll come sit on your lap and just hang out with them. I mean, you, I've had a buddy of mine that we used to feed one of the chipmunks at the job site that we were at for like two and a half years remodeling the house. We used to always go down and sprinkle the infield for the chipmunks where we always had our lunch because it was fun to watch them run around. So then we started putting them on the steps, and then we started putting them on the porch, and then one guy put them on his boot, and then he put it on his knee, and then he put the bag in his shirt pocket and didn't put them out anywhere. I actually have a video that I could probably get to you guys where this little bastard actually came up, sat in a dude's pocket, would reach down, grab a sunflower seed, look up and like kind of hang out with all of us and eat it and then go down and grab another one. And it's a good 10 minutes that that chipmunk did that. You know, I mean, you can communicate with animals like it's not hard to do, you know, it's not at all hard to do. Yeah. Interesting. Like, like we were describing earlier. So, so is that the original language? It's not uh it's, it's, I guess, check this out. If you boil it down to one thing, the original language is intent, right? 
So if your intent is a peaceful intent, it kind of maybe comes out of you in your body language, in your demeanor, in your actions, and the things that other people, other entities, animals, plants, whatever, they sense it, they see it. Is there a universal vibe? And maybe that's the actual language itself. They sense it, man. They know, the they know white people side of the yin and the black side of the yin. The language is the black side of the yin and the being in tune with nature is the white side. Could that's be. a wild way to mess it up for after hours, Mike. Or, no, <laughs> what, did Derek, what did Derek say it was going to be? That was awesome, whatever Derek said that he wanted to call it. Uh, I can't remember. I can't remember. He'll remind us. <laughs> He's a, uh, yeah, but we're uh, actually we got it recorded, so we can go back and find out. Like I said, my memory is terrible. If I don't like stay focused on the thing I'm doing and continue to do it, everything just turns into a giant shit show. So I have to I have to try and stay focused. Uh, but okay, yeah, all right. So so all right. Uh, what do you think then? Do you think back to the Tower of Babel? And uh, I like how you brought in the speaking in tongues. Good stuff there. Uh, babbling, they call it, right? Interesting, interesting. So it is it has a connection to the Tower of Babel, maybe that was the original uh, word, uh, the the original language. Uh, Derek said in the chat too that uh, people are. Let's see, what did he, he added? What did he say here? One moment, please. He said, uh, "Demon possessed people during exorcisms will talk in tongues, and when they analyze it, they find that they're speaking a blend of a ton of languages." There you go. There you go. Yeah, I don't know. You tell That's me. That's crazy. It's like the sassafras tea that I didn't realize I was drinking until thirty years later. You know, that's what it was. You know, the, back with what Ron was saying. You know, I just, I look at sometimes that, you know, we probably know this, you know. It's it's in us, you know. Everybody could probably sit down and talk with the animals, watch yeah, the birds. I think, I think you might be right. I think we get, um, I think like, you know, like in the film Constantine, where there's, uh, there's two twin sisters and one of them's killed themselves. That's why Constantine gets involved. And she had the sight, the gift. And but her sister said she didn't have it. But it turns out she did. She just forgot about it. She suppressed it. And it's all those little things you ignore. You see something out the corner of your eye, you think, oh, no, nothing. You think you see something in the sky, you go, oh, it's probably a plane. All these little glitches, you, it's like confirmation bias, isn't it? You're just like normalcy bias. You go, no, 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 no. And plus, you don't want to think the crazy stuff because someone will think you're nuts if you tell them. Yeah. And then you've got to hold this horrible secret. If you think you saw, like, uh, I think Darrell mentioned, if you've seen some giant shadowy figure that's massive, as big as a building, war past, you're going to think, no. No, yeah, I'm definitely not putting that picture on the internet, man. Yeah, you're not putting that on Facebook, are you? <laughs> no way, <laughs> not me. It goes, it goes back to childhood. Like when the child's grown up, they always they'll have those things going on with them. They'll they'll say, "Oh, it's magic," or "Oh, I seen this," or "I seen that," and they get shot down so much, usually yeah. by other not at my house, even their parents, and that's what suppresses. That's how that grows. Uh, through their mind as they get older they don't think anything of it now because they've always gotten shot down for thinking like that what about this guys because because children are universal we've all seen small children how many small children have you seen where they're talking to someone or staring at something that's not there just like transfix yeah. for a few seconds it happens all the time doesn't it truly you know, wonderful the mind of a child the show when I'm listening to the show on double time, you know, usually I miss the first half hour, maybe 45 minutes or something like that, and I have to catch up in double time. 
that's because I'm running up there listening to who the kids are talking to. You know, is it the stuffed animals? Is it the, you know, whatever? Well, yeah, he's saying it. Something else. Yeah. <laughs> the imaginary well, friends. <laughs> and well, the thing that creeps me out a little bit is the house is a funeral home and what well, was, but, and the kids do talk to stuff. You know, the dog stops at the bottom of the stairs and his hair turns up and he looks, you know, what are you doing, man? Everybody's down here. You know, we have that stuff. You know, it's creepy, freaky things that, you know, I've, I've never heard about the screen language called that way before the language of the birds and stuff. You know, that was new to me, but I've seen very similar things with i don't know no name i would call it you know i don't know i guess it's the language of the birds yeah maybe maybe uh, communing with nature uh tam says is it too late to call in hell no nobody tells us when to stop you got something to say get your ass in here tam yeah yeah, so, yeah. i don't want to go into this and none of us will but just to throw it out there there is this party that we're probably not going to say anything about uh called the green party <laughs> Oh yeah, leave yeah, it at that. And but yeah. yeah, let's leave it at that. Wait, 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 wait! You, 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 <laughs> no, got, no. you got to have a point. You got to have a point. You can't just throw it no, out there because no, I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna jump all over that. No, I'm just kidding. Maybe we should hold that until YouTube's over and you're only on rocks. And yeah, right. Yeah, right. No, it's all right. All right. Talking of rocks. Talking yeah, of rocks. Have any of you guys heard of that guy? It was random. I think it was a New Zealander. I can't remember where I heard this. But he was on about that, hearing voices from nature. There was some reason he had to. He went off on his own. And, and he said he could hear these vo- like voices of nature, like he hear stuff. But he weren't sure. He was like meditating or whatever. And he had an accident. And, in, and, he, went, and he woke up in hospital. He had a, quite a bad accident. But he could hear that same voice talking to him. Right? And it turns out... We was getting like messages about humanity, but it was from the boulders that were behind him when he was sat on the island, and it was like these boulders are like talking. Oh, yeah, we watch you idiots doing this over and over. You know what I mean? It was like, <laughs> and I thought, John, saying, yeah, I love it. That's amazing. Absolutely. All right, so let's uh, let's go to Tam. This is Tam in South Africa. Welcome, Tam Bam, to the show. How are you tonight? This morning. I mean, <laughs> thanks for listening. Test one two. Test one two. We heard you, I think, for a second. Hello, I heard Tam. him say hi. Hello, Tam. Hello, hello. Yeah, can, uh, some chat in here, uh, communing with nature. I think that's part of this. I think maybe this is exactly what we're talking about. It's uh, if you go back, right, if you if you kind of take nature as a an entity, right, like Gaia, Mother Earth, this type of thing, if you take it as that, um, I think maybe that's probably the best way to quantify what the the actual um, right the the original language was. It was maybe that uh, communing with nature and sort of sort of uh, being part of it. You knew right, like a like a like the deer, the chipmunk, or whatever else, right? Like whatever these animals were in this na- natural platform, this natural thing. That was the the original language, and so here we are, so far removed from that, with all the concrete jungles and all the crap that we have to deal with, you know, paying the bills and the taxes and the healthcare. Don't get me started. Is uh, maybe? Oh yeah, about yeah. yeah, yeah. Do you know what, Mike? You've triggered me. You've triggered me. Yeah, right. Because it just remind me now, right? Guess what? You mentioned uh, uh, not speaking, 
right, and using telepathy and the speaking bit could be the thing that screwed us up. And then we're talking about communion with the earth, right? Guess what the Gnostics used to do? All about Gaia. And they actually did that all in silence. And they only broke that vow of silence to speak to the ancient Greeks to warn them about Abrahamic religion's idea of a chosen people, saying that was really bad. So the Gnostics before that didn't speak. So mm, makes me wonder now, doesn't it? There it is. There it is. There's your original language. Tam Bam, you there? Test one, two. We heard you for just a second, then you cut back out. Testing one, two. Testing one, two. Uh-huh. The technology is what the technology is. Yeah, everybody, uh, do go do go follow our friend Algorithm. I just checked his page out yesterday. Was uh, listening to a bunch of the stuff he's doing over there. Go check it out. Just like it sounds, Algorithm, R H Y T H M A L G O, and uh, the search will take you right there. Um, Allison says dragonflies sound like airplanes. What's up, Tam? She's still trying to get it figured out. I think. Yeah, uh, there is a nice talker. And Rohan is absolutely smashing it tonight. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. The dream team. Oh, yeah, the connection issues. It's pretty chaotic over in South Africa right now. Yeah, I don't think where she's at, though. I hope not. Hello. Hello, Tam. Welcome to the show. (laughs) How are you guys? Doing very well. Doing very well. How about you? Excellent. Fun. Good. Right on. Go right ahead. You said you you had some ideas on this uh, original language, green language, language. Okay. What do you think? So usually I just... um, I sit back and if I don't understand something, I'll sit back and I'll listen to what everyone else has to say and eventually chime in. But um, Jay actually hit something that really made sense to me, and that was speaking in tongues. And according to the Bible, um, speaking in tongues is a communication. It's one language, but to communicate to every other country. So you speak one language, but every other Every other language from a different country can understand exactly what you're saying. And it was a special gift. So maybe, it just maybe it might have been the language of the birds before the Tower of Babel. So you could understand, it was really just speaking in tongues, one language to communicate to everybody. And um, now it's just considered a special gift to be able to communicate so if I've got uh, one person from every country that doesn't speak a word of English um, and I've been given the gift of tongues and I speak in tongues, all of those people can understand me saying exactly the same thing. So instead, it's a, so not necessarily maybe the language itself, maybe it's channeling of sorts, right? You're channeling maybe into a, a depth of the beginning that maybe brings that language back to you. I don't know, just kind of adding on to your thought there. Um, good stuff, good stuff. I, I, like I said, uh, Jay brought up some stuff I hadn't even considered, that speaking in tongues bit, the Tower of Babel and whatnot. But yeah, uh, do you know any more about that in particular? Have you ever had uh, been to like a church or anything that had a speaking in tongues, Tam? Well, listen, you know, I'm all about Jesus, and uh, but I'm very open-minded, as you know. Um, but when you come to me and you start hitting the floor and doing strange things that are not actually written in the Bible, because the Bible is the Word of God, and um, it is not written within the Bible, then I question um, the intention. But I'm not a happy, clappy, jump up and down kind of churchgoer. 
I actually don't even go to church. I do my own studies and I do my own research. And um, I'm, I'm not, a, I don't know. I've never really experienced someone speaking in tongues because I question it. And, you know, when you watch the televangelists on, you know, doing their thing and speaking in tongues and like Creflo Dollar and all those people, I question it because their motives aren't right. Their motives are, you know, monetary. And I get so angry. It's not about that. And so I'm really on the fence about it. Same here. Same here. Uh, it makes me sus- suspicious that it's not some sort of ritual, something or other that has nothing to do with God at all. <laughs> uh, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. This <laughs> the church shortly thereafter. Pardon? We, we, we ditched the church shortly thereafter. Yeah, me too. We didn't go there anymore. You know? Yeah, and, me too. It's horrible. I, I can't, it drives me insane because, you know, being um, a Christian is not, and people are misunderstood about Christianity. It's not that. Christianity is more spiritual than anything. That's why I'm so open-minded. There are so many books missing from the Bible. Um, you know, the book of Enoch already it talks about um, um you know, the bandwidth we can't see out of, you know, demons and angels and all those things. But it's been taken out. By who? By humans. Why? Yeah. It's not your damn business. There's a certain name that I could name, but I probably shouldn't. You just keep triggering us, dude. Why don't you just... Yeah. How about, how about don't this time? <laughs> damn it, Austin. <laughs> You're killing me, bro. <laughs> they, have, they have marble and limestone in their building. I'll give you that. Okay. All right. Uh, it's big yeah. and it's old. Oh, gotcha. Roman and also in <laughs> <Roman> Solomon. <laughs> gotcha. And we're also in Solomon. Yeah. A lot of their books are based on that. There's a book called the Nag Hammadi Treaties, and it's got a bunch of banned books that were banned by this certain place I'm talking about, and Book of Enoch's included. Okay, all right. We, we got it. Got it. Homed in. He's trying to trigger me. We own the printing press. <laughs> <laughs> We own the printing press. They they have their We're own not military. That dick in there. Austin, don't make me. They have a white. Over. They have a white and yellow flag. Don't make me come over there. All right, all right, Tam. Yeah. Continue, my friend. Okay, so then, then we are talking about animals and the communication of animals, and I said in chat in on Rockfern that, um, animals. Uh, uh, someone told me someone. Or I read somewhere that you communicate with animals through imagery. And um, so if you image, if you portray an image of peace and, and, and uh, uh, you know, your intent also has to be pure, uh, uh, you know, following your imagery, you can actually attract the, the bird. You can actually, or the animal to create a sense of peace and I'm not going to harm you. And um, which is such a beautiful thing. And like, no jokes, I have tried this. And it's not for everybody because now I've got literally about a sixth generation of freaking doves living in my tree right here. And two more baby birds were b- born two days ago. And now we're seventh generation. So don't try this at home unless you're prepared. <laughs> but, but they're at peace there. Yes, you know, they love it here. I mean, it's actually quite annoying. Because of the cooing? And it rhymes with cooing. They don't want to leave. Pigeons are thugs. 
No, la, uh, la vie, they're called Lavi Davies. Pigeons are, you know, gangster, you know, city birds. I don't know. I've got, yeah, I've got Lavi Davies, so they're quite small and they're cute. Yeah. I don't know. We, but, today we were at the restaurant and stuff like that, and for the hawk was chasing the pigeons around the tallest building in town. And it's across the river, so you can see it. It's a, it has a beautiful view of downtown. But we're sitting there having our, you know, french fries and steak sandwiches. But I point to the kids, and I'm like, look, you see all those birds over there? And wow. it was a massive amount of pigeons. I mean, there had 500 plus, you know? So they and have... Go ahead. I was going to say they have carrier pigeons. And they use those to communicate, but there's, I bet there's people out there that use hawks to intercept the messages. Agreed. Yeah, that's a thing. Oh, back, yeah. back, back to they the brought the peregrine falcon, they, they, they bought the peregrine falcons here to Binghamton to combat the pigeon population because if you own a building in downtown, there's, it's disgusting. It's unhealthy. on all day. Yeah, it's unhealthy. It's- That's like some weird inverted dark magic, isn't it? To use a hawk to get the carrier pigeon that's delivering the message. It's like using yeah. the nature of the birds to kill the nature of the bird language. It's like one of them evil yeah. inversions, isn't it? Well, yeah. it could also be used to stop a message that would, like, when that a would war. keep alive or something, you know? Oh, good point. So that means we weaponized it. Yeah. yeah. Of course oh, we would. <laughs> New York City, actually, at a really long time, they were a pigeon carrier place. They would take the pigeons from New York City and they would ship them to Europe all over during the Second World War. And people would send messages back because if you take a pigeon from anywhere on the world, it'll go home. Pigeons will always... Always go home. <laughs> yeah, sorry, You're screwed, Tam. You're screwed. <laughs> there, yeah, yeah. Tam, Tam, what are we going to do with all these stolen pigeons now? <laughs> we're going to drop them off at Tam's house, and she's going to write us all a message, and we're going to. Clearly, clearly, I have <laughs> nailed the secret language of the birds. Clearly, you guys need to like, take notes. That's what it is. There it is. <laughs> There it is. Hey, let's wind this up, guys. My dog's got to go for a walk. We can continue this in the uh, the new. It's called Outside Our Minds. Is the new shoot shoot the breeze. So we can continue this conversation. Not going to kick anybody off. Let's round up the stream. Let's finish the sucker up, and then we'll just jump in there. If you guys want to stay and hang out, you're definitely welcome for that. So uh, the conversation does not have to end. That's my point. That's my whole point, right? If uh, you get a bunch of people to respect each other, want to share ideas with open minds, the conversation continues, doesn't it? Well, I'm going to go because my Friday is getting started, So, and it's Friday, so I've got to enjoy it. Happy Friday. Because Monday, thank you. Hell yeah. Yeah, Monday comes fast. Amen. That, thanks yeah. for your input. Anything else, Tim? Anything else while we got you on? No, that's all. That's You're all. Best. You're the best. Thanks for chiming Cheers, in. guys. Cheers to you. Okay, Happy, Friday. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. All right. You. All right, go. Jay. Jay, before Boomer triggers me again. Austin. Uh, I'm sorry. It's my turn. Good night. <laughs> yeah. You're on. Good night, You're Tam. On. It was a pleasure. It was Always awesome. Pleasure. Yeah. But yeah. Um, so I'll definitely be in the um, whatever. the What is it called? Outside the Mines. 
outside the mines yeah i'll be there for a while outside but the, there you go <laughs> it's so when, he's named weird yeah that's awesome but i don't know time for the quote mike so we're done we're done nice meeting you guys okay. thanks to algorithm and everybody else for coming on over yeah we're done quote is up right. music's playing rip it jay i believe one in it I believe when an elder dies, a library is burned. Vast sums of wisdom and knowledge are lost. Throughout the world, libraries are ablaze with scant intention. And that's Elizabeth that I won't even try to pronounce the primary name, Lindsay, because Kapawali something. But yeah, I just thought of that. It's like, we gotta keep track of you know what we're learning from the people before us i think that's a serious way to where we're going to get to where we're going amen to that amen great stuff as always jay this is jay from new york with the jtro we call it the J outro is the jtro thanks rohan for sticking around thanks austin for being part of this and talking about language of the birds we'll revisit this at some point there's it's too big this this topic is too large we said it last time i did an entire other show on this for damn near three hours and uh we did a whole bunch of stuff we didn't even talk about tonight so this conversation continues like i said if you guys want to hang out with us we're going to be in the uh our discord if you want to join that just go uh, to troubledminds.org click the discord link it's a direct invite hop in here and say hi a lot of a lot of smart people a lot of great people and uh love to meet you too come come say hi we're gonna be hanging out for a little bit at least a little bit sometimes it goes all night ask uh, ask james he knows james is like oh god i'm up to 8 a.m again as we finish thank you for listening guys be sure be strong be true we're done for the week. We'll be back tomorrow, uh, 3 p.m. Pacific on Twitch to do the new show, but Trouble Minds will be back Monday at 7 p.m. You guys know the drill. Be good to each other. Do all those things. Um, you know, the, the human condition is not an easy thing to be a good person, so just keep on trucking. Keep on battling. Keep on fighting. There's, uh, there's, we, we can do this. Uh, again, we don't do this show without positivity, and that's what this is all about. So thanks again. Appreciate it. Each and every one of you, thank you for listening. From our Trouble Minds to yours, Have a great night. And it's time to howl if anybody wants to howl. Howl! Howl. (laughs) We're like a a pack of terrible... (laughs) Pathetic wet chihuahuas. Oh, yeah. Oh, wait. I I can't say that I'm there. That was awful. I'll get you guys a new... uh, I'll get you guys a new Discord invite. One moment. I'm told the uh, Discord invite has expired. Hold on. Let me get a new one. And here we go. Invites. Here you go. Here's your new Discord invite going right into the chat. There it is. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app to shop for this season's essentials any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details.
It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials, any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details.